0: Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for clicking play on this episode of the Jock Nerd podcast. Jock Nerd! This week on the show, we pay our respects to the late, great comic book artist Bernie Wrightson. Check out the new Wonder Woman trailer. Disclose more production updates for the solo Batman movie. And our early thoughts about Marvel's Iron Fist on Netflix and a bunch more in the new segment. Then we get into our spoiler full review of Kong Skull Island and we've got our resident monster movie expert John Bellotti Jr. joining us for this review all in this edition of the Jock Nerd Weekly for Sunday March 19th 2017 King Kong ain't got shit on me check check
1: one all right this is really fans out there let's
2: give it up Jock
0: What's up, listener? Thanks for joining us. We're jocking and nerding right here, right now. Jockin' Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran.
1: My name is Anthony.
0: He's the jock.
1: He's a nerd.
0: and nerd. It's a very sick jock who is out all night. Bear with him. You're going to make it, Anthony. I miss, That's what they say. I miss my 20s. I'm, we're going to have to live vicariously through you. I guarantee, listener, we're going to have a pretty crazy p- post show. So you want to sign up on Patreon. Also joining us is the miraculous, wonderful, felty American rug boy. What's up, rugs? What's up, dudes? How's it going? Good earth. How are you feeling? Eh,
2: yeah, I'm all right.
0: Trouble with the slack hole again, rugs.
2: Dude, it's a it's a constant battle. Slack hole's uh, <laughs> a little bit
0: weird right now. I have to be honest with you. Oh man, I feel for you. I'm Ruggs. On medication. All right, on the get get well soon. Also joining us because we're going to be reviewing a monster movie later on in the show. We need our monster movie guy. So we got a guy who, while he's not painting sets during the day, he is pushing pixels around to form things like Godzilla and Biolante at night
3: of course it's John Bellotti Jr what's up bellotti hey guys how you doing coming to you from my iPhone 6s what's up
0: <laughs> what's up <laughs> representing apple just like on the shin godzilla uh, bellotti's uh, your your place is not it's still under construction what's going on
3: yeah, we had a, I think I, I said last time I, my, our place had a flood back in December on my goddamn birthday. So right now it's being renovated and I, sh- we should be back there by the end of the month. So, Jesus uh, Christ, it's taking a while to yeah. renovate this it's like, shit, man. It's like four months <laughs> fucking insurance, man. Like this insurance, like, yeah, we'll give you money when we feel like it. So if you don't call them, then they don't send you the money. You have to like constantly harass them. So I had to call them like every day for like two weeks just to get them to send my money. It was nuts.
0: Yeah. Wow. You should get like J.K. Simmons on that shit or something. Get him to help you. Or, oh, some... or Dennis oh. Hayes bear go from... with a
3: baseball. Like, <laughs> J.K. <laughs> go Rowling. With a baseball J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. The
0: muggles insurance is a scam. That sucks, man. I'm R-O sorry. Nine. I'm sorry. Everyone is in a weird place right now. But look, listener, if this is your first time listening to us. Uh, well, this is what we like to do. We get together every week and geek out about stuff we love and what we love is superheroes and comic books. So we're going to hear a little bit of geek news regarding and penis and penis. What penis? I thought it was titties. Uh, yeah. get your, uh, yeah. get your hand off my penis. We love to geek out about that too. So we got a little bit of geek news and then we're going to review Kong, a skull island and you got, uh, three monster movie fans being John Belotti, rug boy and Anthony, uh, so I'm excited to hear what you guys thought of this latest reinvention uh, of King Kong. But we got a bunch of news, so we're just going to kick it off right now. The Jock, the Jock and Nerd hey. Podcast. So if you are a first-time listener, you may or may not know. Like I myself am an artist. I've, I've I've drawn since I was a little kid, and and comic books were super influential and inspirational for me. John Bellotti's an artist. Rugboy is an artist, and we just lost a very amazing, legendary, talented comic book artist. Uh, Bernie Wrightson just passed passed away, uh, I think it was today, this morning, on Sunday. Uh, he, after a lengthy battle with brain cancer, he was 68. Uh, and then for those of you guys who don't know, Bernie Wrightson, famed as the co-creator of DC Comics Swamp Thing, Wrightson began his comics career in 1968. Uh, with House of Mystery 179, after first working as an illustrator for the Baltimore Sun, he worked for DC until 74. Then he left to work for Warren Publishing, where he created a series of black and white adaptations of tales by H.P. Lovecraft and Edgar Allan Poe. He's actually mostly known for being a horror artist, but he did a lot more. Um, he also joined fellow artists Jeff Jones, Michael Kaluta, Barry Windsor Smith to form the Studio in a loft in Manhattan to pursue work outside of comics he also has done work for films concept work for Stephen King's creep show and he did a bunch of illustrations for Stephen King's cycle of the werewolf uh, and he's best known for horror mystery but like I said he drew Batman Captain Marvel covers for Aquaman Green Lantern uh, Wonder Woman The Incredible Hulk he announced his retirement from comics in January because uh, he, he had a bleeding on the brain. That left him unable to walk reliably or use his left hand. I don't know if he was righty or lefty. That would be devastating as an artist if you cannot use your hand. Um, but, man, what? Uh, uh, how influential uh, Bilotti as an artist was Bernie Wrightson to you? Uh, he was
3: not as influential as like some other guys, like Adam Hughes was. But in terms of horror artists, he's the guy that I think inspired everybody. Yeah. Where you like frank frazetta sort of inspired all those big fantasy artists in the 80s yep this guy inspired you know everybody else you know guys like jeff zorno i know was definitely inspired by bernie rice and jeff zorno does the godzilla comics a lot of horror stuff and uh but like i said for me personally it's because i don't do a lot of horror stuff it, he didn't really inspire me but doesn't mean i don't appreciate what his brilliance and what he uh what he put on paper, I mean, it's, it's amazing. His line, like his lines,
0: his I mean, line. If days. you, yeah, if you just, I'll put a link to G- Bernie Wrights images in Google. If you pull up any of these black and white illustrations, they look like etchings. They look like scratchboard, which is the method where you start black and it's uh, subtractive, and you scratch away to the white. But these are line drawings. They're incredibly yeah. detailed line drawings. Rugs. Uh, thoughts on Bernie Wrightson's art? Well, he was a consummate draftsman. Like he's a master of
2: line, master of hatching. unbelievable. Yeah creating black and white balance. My first uh, experience at Bernie Wrightson was when I, I used to go to the comic book store and I would pedal my bike to the store. And uh, I would always look for like, you know, there would be graphic novels all the time. Batman graphic novels, you know, there'd be Judge Dredd graphic novels, all these other graphic novels. And I was like waiting for a Spider-Man one. Yes. And then he came out with one called Hookie, yes, where Spider-Man gets sucked into like another un- like a, a Norse god universe, with is ported in or whatever.
0: And there's a bunch of monsters and crazy creatures. Yeah. He's got to fight, and
2: it was so like well rendered, especially the anatomy. That right. I just was like just drawing from that book for a, a very long time to try and get a handle on some of the anatomy. Like he made these like crazy ass creatures that were like uh, just gross and disgusting yeah. and, and, and it's one of the few things that were like full color of Bernie Wrightson.
0: Usually you see most of his stuff in black and white. There's eyeballs all over things. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because that I think was also my first introduction to Bernie Wrightson. It was 1986 And this is back when graphic novels were a a special thing. It's not like now where there's these collections and trades and people call trades graphic novels. They actually numbered these graphic novels, Marvel, and they would put out maybe like two or three a year. And each one would be like a different hero. But they were oversized, full color, really nice paper. And uh, the artist got more time to work on them. And they didn't have to be part of any continuity, any storyline. They could be anything. So this hooky was amazing because it was a very different Spider-Man tale. It didn't pl- take place in the city. It was Spider-Man fighting monsters in a weird parallel universe. He's wearing a poncho. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's great. And uh, Bernie writes that art was amazing. That and the cult, uh, the Batman storyline cult. That's that he an did, amazing one as well. That, that one, I check it. Beautiful.
2: That, one of my favorite things that Bernie Wrightson did was uh, he did a, a the illustrated Frankenstein. Oh, ah, wow. So yeah. he took the novel... And then he just did illustrations for every other page. So it would take like two pages of the novel and he'd illustrate that part. And he would work his way down. And then his
0: drawings of Frankenstein. They're unbelievable. I'm looking so at them right now. Crazy. You just have to Google Bernie Wrightson and a Frankenstein category pops up.
2: And the detail, it's just unbelievable. And I always look at it and I'm inspired by that. So if it's, you see two things from Bernie Wrightson, you got to see Hookie, You got to see. Frankenstein, and you got to see cult. The Swamp Thing. And, know, and Swamp
0: the- Thing. Well, th- what I loved about Bernie is you knew he d- it was his Batman because he would give him these ridiculously long ears, like just yeah. super long, but they, l- like, in real life, wouldn't be practical, but they fucking look oh, yeah. great the way he drew them. Exactly. That's what they tried to do in that 1989 Batman
1: movie is get yeah. those
0: ears. Yeah, it didn't quite work with the, all the scalloping. Uh Anthony, thoughts on Bernie <laughs> Wrightson? Are you familiar with his work at all?
1: I'm just looking at it now. I'm not an artist, so all I can say is it looks good, right? It's pretty sick. It's pretty <laughs> sick stuff,
0: but trust me, this, this is this is quality. This is cream of the crop. This is the guy that it influ- And if you want to learn, you it's know, old school. Yeah, it's old school. If you want to study line work, study any Bernie Wrightson piece. So
1: it's all that. This is considered old school. It looks pretty fucking modern to me. Like it looks because ever-
3: everybody modern. That's because everybody modern steals from him. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> yeah, he's it's like you'll see Mike
0: McNola, Frank Miller, like all these guys. Uh, were influenced by a lot of,
1: a lot of yeah a lot of a lot of detail for sure
0: yeah yeah great use of light and dark and black and white pen work I uh, sad uh but uh he will be missed but he's got a great bunch of work out there definitely check it out you will not be sorry okay let's move on to some happier news uh and then surprisingly it's in the dCEU and it's a new Wonder Woman trailer everyone uh, Woman. Anthony, did you check out this trailer yet of course I didn't what did you think? The Origin
1: Trailer. It's um, called the
0: official Origin Trailer. Orange's trailer.
1: Orange's trailer. It looks it looks good. I'm glad that there's color. I'm I'm glad that there's uh, like a nice dichotomy of like the Amazon colorful island and then London and war and it being kind of bluish. So everything looks good. i I've been saying I say it on our Jock and Nerd community and I think Bellotti said it and Del Hauer just Please just don't
0: suck. <laughs> you have one job. You <laughs> just have don't suck. one job, and it's not to suck. And I like mean, how how good does it have to be to get it passed? Like, like,
2: does oh, it have he, to be like better than Suicide Squad, I guess. Oh,
1: I mean, if if it can clear, like, man, I don't, I don't think Man of Steel is a hard bar to clear. That's true.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I'm hoping that's. Oh yeah, you're right. But it could be, yeah, it could be way better than Man of Steel with just a little bit of attention to character. Like, I want to walk away having really uh, got into care for Diana Prince and these other characters. I like in the trailer that you see her training. You see her growing up on the island and being trained to be a warrior. The comedy beats still work. uh, And I like that they really didn't give away too much. Like it almost no. felt like they wanted to show you the bad guy, and they just stopped. They used a little bit of restraint, so it doesn't give away a lot, and it shows you like awesome her golden lasso. Uh, body have you? I know Rugboy is not going to watch this trailer because it's too close to the movie, and uh, he doesn't want to yeah, see guess, it. Right? I don't want to see it. Baladi, have you seen this trailer? What are your thoughts?
3: No, the last the last trailer I watched was that um, that second trailer that released. I didn't watch this one because it's I don't I don't want to know too much.
0: It, you so. too, but I think they did a good job at not giving away too
1: much. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think they gave away much word. you were going to be like, fuck. Like yeah. when, when we talk about Kong, I'm going to be like, fuck, I watched too much.
2: A little bit. And- yeah, that's the thing. I stopped watching Kong trailers like a certain amount. And then I was actually, you know, surprised at some of the things I saw. And I was happy that I didn't watch it. So, yeah.
0: it's Look, it's no those Batman versus Superman trailers were horrible and gave away the whole goddamn movie. It's not like that at all. There, that these are better cut trailers, just giving you more of kind of what you saw, more little pieces. But it got me really excited, and I really feel like uh, I have this article here. It says how Wonder Woman pays homage to Richard Donner Superman, and I feel like Patty Jenkins is uh, pulling a lot of these because she has said that like when she saw Superman in '78, like it just it inspired her to be uh, a filmmaker, and that's what she relates to, and she wants to kind of evoke that you see some of that like literally and figuratively literally in that one shot again, where they show in the alleyway where uh, she, she blocks the bullet uh, with her bracelets, kind of a reverse of the Chris Reeve, Lois Lane scene in a Q and a Patty Jenkins has said, I'm here because of Superman. I'm here because when I saw Superman as a kid, it rocks my world. And I was Superman. I was that little boy. I took that ride in that journey. What star Wars did for some people, Superman did for me. So I'm hoping she can channel this into the story of Diana. I love that.
2: Well, time's going to tell. I think that we're all going to see this movie. Hopefully, uh, these things all pay off. I would love to see some Donner influence, you know?
0: Well, we only got till June, and uh, we will know for sure. Okay, let's move on to some more Batman news, people. Yes. Oh, shit. The crazy Batman for the Batman solo movie. Uh, this crazy stories continue. This week, here's what happened officially announced that the Batman is unlikely to begin production until 2018. The reason being, uh, Ben Affleck was in uh, rehab for alcohol addiction. Oh shit. And he's very candid about this, which I thought was surprising. So this is what he actually said. He said, I have completed treatment for alcohol addiction, something I've dealt with in the past and will continue to confront I want to live life to the fullest and be the best father I can be. I want my kids to know there's no shame in getting help when you need it and to be a source of strength for anyone out there who needs help but is afraid to take the first step. I'm lucky to have the love of my family and friends, including my co-parent, Jen. uh, It must be Jennifer Garner, yeah? Who has supported me and cared for our kids as I've done the work I set out to do. This was the first of many steps being taken towards a positive recovery. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Uh, But then EW says that Affleck's alcohol addiction treatment didn't affect his involvement with the Batman. He's still working on the script for the planned sequel with DC's CCO, Jeff Johns. First of all, this is pretty brave of Affleck to come out and say this.
2: Well, it's like Zack Snyder made him
0: an alcoholic. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he drove (laughs) him. Snyder drove me to
3: the drink, people. Put
0: him in the shittiest movie of his career. Yeah. I'm just
2: kidding.
0: He was actually (laughs) the
3: best part of the movie. He's always been in and out of rehab, though, hasn't he? Hasn't he always had alcohol problems?
2: I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. When he first got divorced, there was some kind of wind of that going on. Yeah.
3: So and he, he just he just had a rough year, though, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know poor poor millionaire Ben Affleck, but you know, creatively, he's had a rough year. I should.
0: Well, say. live, yeah, live by night got trashed, and that was his, uh, you know, kind of his auteur movie. Yeah. Uh, but so, look, production's not going to start till 2018. Another report comes out. And we talked about this weeks ago that if they were going to get a new director, which they did, Matt Reeves officially hired, they might be looking at a, a complete rewrite and they are going to rewrite the whole script uh to the point where uh Joe Manginello, he's not sure if he's still going to be Deadpool anymore. Like Deathstroke. stroke. That stroke, sorry, Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh we can uh cool. they said Flash film reports, we can now report that there is more going on behind the scenes as well. According to sources close to the production, the screenplay for the Batman is being rewritten from ground up, so it's entirely possible that everything we've heard about the film's story will no longer be in play. So, Whoa. wow. Okay. I don't know. Okay. We'll see what happens. It's uh, it's nuts. It's kind of... I still hope they use Manchinolo as Deathstroke, but look, don't force him in the story if this, this is not the story you're trying to tell, also.
1: It's like the, the pre-production on the Batman's, like, fucking... Daytime soap opera. It bro. is.
0: This is going to be a as sport. the world
1: turns with the Batman. No
0: shit. I, this is going to be like a documentary of its own. Uh, and yeah, if through all this you could deliver a good product, then that's fine. Just get get your shit sorted out. Uh, another DCEU movie that uh, is the only movie after Wonder Woman and Justice League that we kind of know is going to come out. Aquaman has pushed back its release date. Uh, a couple of months to Christmas 2018, two months. It was originally supposed to come out October 5th, pushback to December 21st. Christmas. That, yeah. And that was the original date held by Avatar 2, James Cameron's Avatar 2 from Fox, uh, which that, that was delayed. And uh, it won't be facing competition from a Star Wars movie because Han Solo movie next year is coming out in May. But it is sharing a release date with Sony's animated Spider-Man movie, which is going to be the Miles Morales movie. Hmm. Now, if if it, this is why do, I, I'm okay with this, if he's pushing this back because the the post is is intense and it's underwater shit that no one's ever seen, yeah, they need a little bit more time to let it bake in the oven. Fucking take your time. I'd rather you give me one good movie a year and three shitty movies. But it's only here. a few months. It doesn't yeah. make a difference. Yeah. yeah, it's not much, but
1: uh, I hope. I don't you think can. you can ever really complain about a movie getting pushed back when it's already in production. If they need just more time, give them more time,
0: give them more time. In the meantime, though, DC is like, ah, we got to shoot something this year, guys. What are we going to do? So, uh, there's this article that they're looking to shoot one of these five films. They just want to start production, which, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea and rush something to have something. Like we said, don't do that, but they're looking at Gotham city sirens, the flash green lantern core, Suicide Squad 2, or The Dark Universe, which is the Justice League Dark movie. Each of these films have writers attached to it. Some don't have directors. uh, And the scripts are being worked on. Uh, So I don't know if any of these are ready to move forward. But if you rush one of these movies just to shoot something, uh, it could be a mess.
1: I like that we're recording the show in a bathroom.
0: <laughs> What's yeah, where, that leak? Who's <laughs> got a leak? Someone hey, called the plumber. Uh,
2: apartment leaking now, John
0: Blatty. Yeah, Blatty, no. is there a, a drip on top of you? I'm hearing a drip. <laughs> Listen, shitting a couple times. Like, currently be.
1: being waterboarded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you being held by terrorists, Bloody Blink one time for yes. Tell <laughs> so my mom
1: I love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said I told that plumber to get here before two. He's late. Uh, so at, what, which of these, if they had to rush one of these fellas, what, what, which of these do you want to see? I'm sorry. I was distracted by the drip. <laughs>
3: trip <laughs> trip. Let's not, talk, let's not talk about the drip anymore. Let's focus on the flash. Well, <laughs> I think that Gotham city sirens is the, is the least,
0: um, that was just announced.
2: Yeah. I think that, well, I think that that's the one that's going to do the least harm, even if it sucks yeah. Yeah. because you still have suicide squad, which is, has some kind of marquee value now that the first movie came out, and um, you don't want to rush Flash, no, because that requires like you know, you know, it's a big character. You
0: can't. I don't have with a that. director. <laughs> They've lost <laughs> two <laughs> so three directors. I would say
2: a low budget Gotham City sirens that trades on you know uh, the sexuality of these girls would probably you know get a, a lot of asses in the seats, especially if they do it uh, like a, an R rating. Or a, I, yeah, P13 rating, you know, and push it a little bit, like Fast and the Furious or something like that.
0: That's not bad. You wouldn't need a lot of money. I think you should keep it low budget, easy production, keep it street level, uh, and uh, you could uh, you could put together something great. He also said, anybody, uh, what about you guys? Anthony, you want to see any of these right away?
4: I mean,
1: well, I would kind of agree with Ruggs. The Gotham City Sirens would do the least amount of harm. I mean, they threw out Suicide Squad, and that movie's a piece of shit, but... Yeah. <laughs> No one no one actually cares because it does it's not characters that anyone gives a fuck about. Nope. So yeah, you can definitely think- do that with Gotham City Sirens. Same.
0: What a mess. They also said that if it doesn't work out in Aquaman shoots this year, they are okay with that. So there's another there's an article here. They have 17 movies in various stages of development right now, DC has. So they just got to get uh, put.
1: You would think they could make one good one.
0: Right. Without right? all this. You think- it's like a
1: through production of one movie.
0: <laughs> How about you wow. focus on one goddamn thing? That was just like they're all over the place. Uh, wow. So they may just start
1: haphazardly shooting something <laughs> just for shits and giggles. They just want to be, they just want to shoot something. Is that what you, the article you're well?
0: They said they're hoping that they can shoot something this year to, you know, get something else coming out. Cause right now, again, all I got, Wonder Woman Justice League, Aquaman 2018,
3: that's it. Everything else is up in the air in various stages of work. They should just, why don't they just push back Justice League until next year? It's coming out in November anyway. What's the fucking difference if it's like next March? You know what I mean? Just make it better. I mean, just put more effort into that movie make it a little bit longer maybe, and just push it for next year. But you know what? This is Warner Brothers. If they knew what they were doing, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they i, would, I should, they wouldn't talking too logical here.
0: They but, wouldn't know. be in this mess to <laughs> begin with. Okay, well, look, we'll see what happens. Wonder Woman in June. Uh, and then, like you said, we're going to get Justice League. Let's move on to a little bit of Marvel news. Uh, Iron Fist is out, guys. Uh, I wanted a little watch update. Rugs, uh, have you watched it yet? How far are you? I'm pretty far into it. I'm like ten oh, or eleven episodes. Oh, oh snap. I'm at I'm at eight.
3: Uh Bilal, are you watching this yet? No, not at my parents' house. When I get back home from my exile on Staten Island, I'll watch it.
0: Anthony, have you seen any of this yet?
1: So I've been hooked on this show called Untold History of the United States of America. And by Oliver until, Stone. Uh, by Oliver Stone, yeah. I had so yeah, I have been so hooked on that I'm gonna finish that before I've start any episodes of Iron Fist.
0: Okay, well, look, uh, a listener, of course, we're going to give you a full review. I'll give you guys, once everyone's watched it, we will get down and dirty with it. But, Ruggs, so far, I just want to know uh, some just light thoughts. What do you think? Were the reviews correct that were well, we heard? Well, you want to
2: know something? It's like the first few episodes, Yeah, I was kind of on board with it. And I was like, okay, I know the drill. It's going to be a slow burn, blah, blah, blah. And I was on board. But then the more that... Like uh, it went on, I was really like this show is subpar. This is not the show that is. It's not good for Iron Fist. It's not good for the guy who's playing Iron Fist. Um, the only one who's coming out smelling like a rose is Colleen Wing. She's pretty right badass. Now. And they made some really weird choices that even in in casting are are weird. Uh, it just seems like it's just weird all over the place. But um. Yeah, it's definitely out of all the ones I I thought it was going to be more entertaining than Cage, but it's not. I, the the first the first three episodes, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be entertaining," but and the only way I can put my finger on it is it's the fight scenes. I think more than anything, huh. they're not they're
0: just not good enough. I'm eight episodes in, and I kind of felt the opposite. Like in the beginning, I was like, oh, "No surprise." Oh shit, they're dragging this shit out. I was yelling at the fucking television to fucking move it along already. Uh, but then episodes five six, seven like I really the way these characters change and twist and it got me hooked like my wife started watching it and it got her hooked and she's actually past me now. Uh, she's digging it. It is probably uh, the in the beginning the slowest pace out of any of them. Uh, but I don't know I'm digging it. I'm just curious to see where this mysteries and secrets go and where it ends. Let's
1: well, good I, that you both kind of disagree. There's a lot of
0: missed opportunities there, Anthony. Trust me. When you watch it, you'll
1: see. Okay. Well, it just because Rug Boys review already is like, oh fuck, I gotta watch this. And then Imran watches it. And I'm like, all right, maybe I could watch this and be not want to want to kill myself. No, it's. I think it really is like, however you want to interpret it. I think yeah. you can
2: watch it and like it. Yeah. Or you can watch it and not like it. It's not that I don't like it. I actually am enjoying parts of it. I Just think that, uh, especially in the in the area of it being exciting. It's just not exciting.
0: It's a different it's a different tone and a a, a different feel. I felt like it started slow, but it's it's gradually ramping up so far. And I was really appreciating that. And I was like, by the end of the episodes now, I'm like, I I, I have to watch the next one. Like, it makes you want to watch the next one. So We'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it ends up. Uh, and we'll give you a full review uh, Some other Marvel related nude, uh, news From Nude News uh, Sony just announced uh, Randomly they're going to make a Venom movie Oh shit Geek uh, To be out next year Whoa Yeah they have already gave it a date October 5th that 2018 Which is the date Aquaman Let go of Just now we discussed Aquaman was supposed to come out October 15th They went out Sony's like we're making a Venom movie uh, and they've been trying to do a Venom film for years, but I, I don't think there's any clues as to uh, how it's going to tie into Spider-Man. Will it even have Spider-Man in there? Could it be R-rated? Uh, I do have a little bit of news on the writers and who they're looking at in the director. But before I get to that, what do you guys think of uh, of a Venom movie just out of nowhere from Sony? I, f- I feel like
2: that um, – I mean – Obviously, this is going to be not tied to the comic book in any way. So I'm already dubious on that. But um, Yeah, which, who is it going to be? Is it going to be Eddie Brock? Is it going to be Flash Thompson? So if you can divorce yourself from that idea, which is always tough for me to do, I always go to the comics first. I, the, the source is what, what really I But they could probably make a cool movie with uh, with Venom as a vehicle, but I don't know. It just Is it going to be really Venom? I don't know. That's the question.
1: Yeah, and I I've read. I think I read articles when Sony and Marvel came to their agreement that Sony can produce these offshoots, but still Spider-Man films, yeah, yeah. Not, not including Spider-Man, and, the, yeah. and they're not going to tie into anything.
0: So they can kind of do whatever they want with
1: them. They can do like they can do like Venom, and they can do like a Carnage, or like they can do like they could still do their own uh, Sinister Six and all that stuff. Like, and they, they can still do that, but it's not doesn't necessarily have to tie into Marvel. So these could be like exist in their own little thing, which is going to be weird.
0: (laughs) So the right, I don't, I don't, don't, what I'm just saying, do you, that's going to be weird because do you, can they use Spider-Man? Can you make a Venom movie without putting Spider-Man in it at all?
1: I don't see how, I I think they're so tied. I don't know.
0: Because then it becomes a whole different
2: character. Right. Well, yeah, it matters. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you take away Spider-Man from Venom, you wouldn't have the spider powers because he got the spider powers from right.
0: From that, so Tom Holland, we his contract is for these six movies right now. Uh, I don't know if they gotta rework the contract.
2: They the the way that they could do it is that if they had Venom, you know, you know, kind of like an alien, you know, goo lands on Earth and then it takes over a spider. Oh. And it uses it's piggybacks on a spider and then goes to the next person and completely cancels out Spider Man altogether. Ugh,
0: I don't know if I like that, uh, but that's, that's, that's the only way for them to really do it. Somehow gets mushed with like spider DNA and some contrived fucking thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, it seems like Sony. It's going to be Sony's R rated
0: franchise. Everybody wants an R rated thing now.
3: Thanks, Deadpool.
0: Thanks, Deadpool. And you know what? R rated Venom, We've done right, would be kick ass. Uh, So according to Exhibitor Relations, Sony's now working with the new writers on the project. Uh, Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner are brainstorming ideas from the film. These two guys are both attached to the recent remake of Jumanji with The Rock and Karen Gillian. And in the past, Rosenberg has worked on projects like Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, Salamander. Pinkner has provided work for Amazing Spider-Man 2, Alias, The Dark Tower, and more. So some pretty good writers there together. Uh, but happens yeah I mean they've already it, I feel like this is another uh you know they've given it's these risky. guys yeah they've given these guys here's your date we need the movie go make it kind of like a suicide squad uh go give me a script make this movie you yeah, kind of got a little over a year get to the making <laughs> get to the final <laughs> uh okay let's move on to some Godzilla news uh we had in the past we discussed this animated movie that Toho is coming out with. Uh, And uh, word comes out from August Ragone's blog himself. Netflix acquires animated Godzilla movie to distribute it globally in 2017. Cool. Uh, Cool. And so, yeah, the Netflix Japan put out a tweet, the translation. What uh, about is
1: Godzuki going to be in it? (laughs) Of course. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. (laughs) So what is this is what it says? It says created by the gifted tag team of Koban. Shiznu, Hiroyuki, Shasita, and Jen Urubuchi. Polygon. people Baladi
1: knows personally. Yeah, he he, he had dinner with them, right? (laughs) At the the Dragon Lady Lounge. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Get vegan hot dogs with them.
0: (laughs) Vegan hot dogs with Jen Urubuchi. Uh, The animated movie Godzilla will be exclusively distributed worldwide by Netflix release date to be announced soon. uh, How excited are you guys Godzilla fans for this?
3: The story, from what I heard so far, from bits and pieces, the story sounds really fucking cool. What is the Which, story? Uh, the story is uh, from what I'm gathering. and I could be 100 percent wrong, but uh, apparently, like Godzilla's radiation pollutes the entire planet, and humanity flees uh, Earth, and then they come back years later, or whatever. At the, to, I guess, to, you know, to see what the hell happened, and uh, that's all I know. That's all. I ah,
0: do. so that kind of uh, it, that kind of ties into this piece of art they have for the show. It's like this. It looks like a giant, like ship, and these there's uh people uh, on Earth, and they just stepped out of the ship, and, and and Earth is just you know there's nobody there, so it's like that's when they're coming back.
3: Yeah, it's very sci-fi. Happened. It's it's more sci-fi than uh, cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely more sci-fi than Shin Godzilla. So that's where all the spaceships and all that stuff is coming from. So it looks pretty cool. It's a new I, angle. Yeah, You've never it's seen it before.
2: I'm excited about the CG because. Uh, I think that this is something they should have done like 15 years ago is do a CG Godzilla movie yeah. like yeah. like when I saw Final Fantasy the Spirits Within and came out and I was like dude they should do a Godzilla movie like this would be great.
0: Is this so- the first full length animated Godzilla movie from Japan? Yeah. yeah. That's surprising too. Yeah. You think they would have done put had a bunch of these already by now just fucking yeah. Got a whole franchise. It's mm. been a so, long time uh-oh. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Right on now thanks to Netflix. It's I mean, Netflix is all, it'll be able to be seen in 190 countries at once. So good for Netflix and good for Godzilla fans. Anthony, are you excited for the animated Godzilla? What so far?
1: Honestly, I didn't even know it was being made. There you go. So uh, I'm learning about it as we speak.
3: Even better. The less, you know, the better. Well, I spoke about it. I spoke about it in the past.
0: Yeah. I I forgot.
3: That's
0: okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll check it out. This sounds awesome. Uh, Let's, uh, I got another piece of news about another awesome franchise that is being revived, and that is The Matrix. Geek boner. Now, the story started, came out that uh, they're looking at Michael B. Jordan for a new Matrix movie, and this is not going to be a remake. It's not going to be a reboot. Uh, they're going to make possibly a prequel yeah. of Young Morpheus. Michael B. Jordan as Young Morpheus. So that would, be cool. that would be cool. I have so many emotions about this. I'm just really happy that this is not a reboot or remake. That would have been fucking stupid.
2: No, we, I, that would have angered me because yes. I was like, there's no need to touch that. Yeah. You know, no, it, and
0: there are so many stories. Like if you ever watch the animatrix, there's so many stories that
2: are so compelling. Yes. about the Matrix.
0: So that's what I was hoping they would do. Zach Penn's the screenwriter. I'm kind of disappointed that it is a prequel of Morpheus, even though that's a great idea. Like you said, w- because what's going to happen is now we got to see Morpheus figure out the fucking Matrix. We've seen that. We've seen somebody figure out what the Matrix is. Stay in the Matrix. Show me that world. The Animatrix is so awesome because they dig into the the world of being in the Matrix and all. There's so many possibilities for stories. Well, maybe
1: Morpheus, the, the prequel could be like Morpheus. The, the Matrix isn't the way it is when we get to the actual Matrix movie. Like it's Ooh. a different. It's a different being. It's a different, it's not as evolved as it was by the time Morpheus is an old motherfucker.
2: Yeah. Maybe they could be, maybe they had tried a different world that, that's, that was different. And, you know, and it was a little bit uh, more interesting. Maybe they, they alluded to like vampires and shit and werewolves in the, in the matrix Reloaded. How yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Ghosts and shit. Yeah. So they, they could go in and kind of explore some of that shit. Maybe.
0: I mean, he's an amazing, uh, he's an amazing like Obi Wan Yoda character. And I think they really didn't explore him enough in the sequels. The sequels just, they missed the point. There was so much potential and they just kind of blew it uh, in those sequels. I want to see more other people who are agents in the Matrix doing cool like superhero shit in the Matrix. I would even like to see what preceded the Matrix, that whole war
2: of of the worlds that where we got destroyed and then got put it made into batteries
0: oh they're like their so judgment many, day kind of yeah, the there's nation. so
2: many things you can there, do
0: there's so many
3: things yeah
1: get yeah. some mechs out there you know i would Just agree be, there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff that could be mined
3: Dude, i have a i have a theory though because this is this is warner brothers right they're the ones that are they own the matrix property
1: uh yeah. i
0: believe so yes yep yeah
3: so harry potter was their big franchise they were making. Tons of money on it, right? So yeah. That goes away. Yeah. They start greenlighting all these DC movies because that they need like a new franchise. But now they're kind of sputtering. I mean, they're making money, but critically, they're, they're they're tanking. So I think they're getting fucking nervous, and they need another short thing. And what better to you know regurgitate than the fucking Matrix? That's my theory. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean it's
2: all true. the all the people that are like in their thirties and forties have really
0: nice feelings about the Matrix.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it'd be a good thing to go to. It has good marquee value. So
1: yeah, they could do yeah. a bunch of a bunch be, of being twenty nine. I guess I'm close to my thirties, but I remember, I remember in school whenever when the Matrix came out, everyone was like, "That's the movie you gotta see."
0: Dude, it blew everyone's mind. You, you know, yeah. you didn't see shit like that, uh, and you were like, "What?" And just the. And it took so long for the sequels the potential again go watch the animatrix that that's where it should go but yeah they could have a really strong Matrix prequel franchise and and awesome spin-offs you know who else is hurting more is fucking Sony they're gonna need this venom movie they're gonna need something to bring them so val- they're doing valiant characters now oh I did see something about that too they're de- they're looking to what de- what can we get to get us somebody and make a franchise? Sony is just scrambling. So yeah,
2: they got, I I forgot they they made a deal with Valiant like a year ago or something.
0: What was the books? I saw news. Someone was doing doing Harbinger and bloodshot. Oh no, there was news. Somebody else was looking at another Valiant thing. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, the, uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Give us a good matrix. Don't fuck it up. Finally, last bit of news. I want to talk about when, you know, we harp on when movies go into reshoots, and uh, just fucking freak out, and there, there's a right way to do it, right, and there's a wrong way to do it. The wrong way, maybe like Warner Brothers, DC is doing, where they, they jump in and they interfere and they hack up your movie, and you get a Suicide Squad. The right way to do it is uh, put it in Disney's hands, and they'll do it right. <laughs> the, here's my the evidence being that Darth Vader scene in Rogue One, right at the very end, the most badass, iconic scene that everyone remembers. That scene barely made it into the film. Oh, shit. Last minute, final hour. Uh, this, it was conceived at the very end. So this is when, remember, we went through, like, the ending of Rogue One's going through a lot of changes, a lot of reshoots. Uh, I th- And we said even in our, our review that they probably saved this movie. So Gareth Edwards, in an interview with Fandango, uh, said uh, he shared some details about how late it was. He says he arrives and obliterates the calamari ship and then the blockade runner gets out just in time and he pursues the blockade runner. And then editor Jabez Olsen was like, I think we need to get Darth on that ship. And I thought, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. I would love to do it, but there's no way they're going to let us do it. It's a big number. And we had like three or four months before release. This is four months before the movie comes out. Kathy Kennedy came in and Jabez thought, fuck it, and pitched her this idea. And she loved it. Suddenly, within a week or two. We were at Pinewood Studios shooting that scene four months before release, with two weeks to plan at the wow. most, and that became the most iconic, the uh, fucking one of the best scenes in the movie, the best scenes of Darth Vader we've ever seen. Like, so this is how this is where reshoots go. Right, this is when a studio is in touch and and is willing to take risks and not be fucking jackasses and change things just because they. This is how you. I
1: want to throw in. Or I want to I wanna point out the way you worded it, Imran. Yeah. You basically made it sound like, so when any studio needs to figure out their reshoots, yeah. they should just get on the phone with Disney and tell them to do it.
0: Uh, yeah. I think that's also a <laughs> good, good advice. Why not? The so Warner
1: Brothers should just be like, ah, Disney, how the fuck are we going to do these reshoots?
0: Disney asking for a friend. How would you do this? It's for a friend. It's not for us. I swear. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, uh, that's like an iconic Darth Vader scene. They came up. Uh, at the very end, and so reshoots don't always mean the end of the world, and look, Spider-Man is going into reshoots. I'm not freaking out. I, I trust them. You used, gonna- you
1: used to freak out, but this yeah. movie kind of cleared that for cleared that you.
0: Uh, yeah, I would freak out. Like, at, w- the Warner Brothers DC movies, I think you still have right to freak out with anything, because they have yet to prove that they can fucking pull it off in the, in, in the clutch end, but you know, Disney, Marvel, they know the characters. They know what to do. Hmm. Alright, well, that's it for the news. I'll take that awkward silence to just carry on. You got Rugby going. <laughs> 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 Look, we're going to well, You know, it's like I can't really
2: jump on board Imran's enthusiasm for reshoots. You know, it's right. like Look, I'm that, happy that they did the reshoot. We was. Yeah. It did need like a little bit of a bigger ending. Yeah. Because you're killing off all the good characters. Let's give you a little Darth Vader to go on. Yeah. So
3: I'm glad they did it.
0: We wouldn't have had that. We wouldn't have had that if they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't think it was necessary to take that risk. And, you know, they, so
3: whatever. All right. I was, I was just going to add that reshoots happen on every single production in Hollywood. So it's, you know, when you get to the editing bay, you're like, let's see what we got. And you're like, well, you know, what, we we need a scene here. We need a scene there. And then they go reshoot it. So people need to, people need to fucking chillax and trust the Disney. Well, it's how, it's how you handle the reshoots. Anybody can reshoot scenes.
0: But it's how you put the seeds together that's going to make a difference in what you're reshooting. So it's all part of the business. It's part of the business. And uh, the the true artists know how to do it. All right, look, we're going to take a little pause for the cause. We're going to play some fun promos of some of our podcast buddies. Check them out. We'll be right back with some Kong Skull Island Gorilla Talk. After these
4: messages, we'll be right back. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host,
1: new games, and a new day in time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, TrivNow, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and Showtime's.
4: Hey there, fellow podcast fans. Do you love comic books and especially Swamp Thing? Get out of the bayou. So do we. Come check out the Parlopod Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to the muck encrusted mockery of a man himself, Swamp Thing. This is some serious arcane audio. We also have a sister show, Splurge, where we dive into the world of comics and all the crazy aspects of life. Give us a listen at Parlopod.com, iTunes, SoundCloud. Are you YouTube channel, visit our site, parlapod.com, and consider supporting our Patreon for some really cool rewards and exclusive content. Check us out on Podcast Radio network.net every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Join the conversation on Twitter by following at Parlapod. We'll see you in the swamps. In the swamps. In the swamps. A body falls past the window. (laughs) Whatever.
2: And you put put it down, and you feel like shaky all over. Both your hands are covered. Immediately, peg him as a cogman. So we've known each other for years. It's Sumeshi. One of the knives is missing from a garter
1: hilt because it is being pressed to your throat. Damn. We had a.
4: Oh my. god
3: So
1: you money from him, huh? We talked it it about this earlier. being <laughs>
4: attacked by the forces of the American Confederacy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you constantly checking for traps? The Steamrollers Adventure Podcast is available at rigstories.com or on iTunes. You can also get it at Stitcher and Google Play.
0: Okay, we're going to get to our Kong review, listener, but before I do... I want you to know that we have an awesome fan club on Patreon. Uh, Jockernerd.com slash Patreon will take you to our special exclusive fan club for the listener. For a low monthly pledge, you are going to get access to like eight hours of bonus audio. We're throwing stuff up there every week at the after this show. You better believe there's going to be a post show. And that's going to go up on Patreon just for our fan club members, and if you want links to anything we talked about this episode so far, just visit jocknerd.com slash 158, and there's links to how to contact us, and uh, all the stuff we talked about in videos, and whatever. So, let's get on with Kong Skull Island. I gotta issue this. Prepare to be spoiled! Because we will spoil the shit out of this movie. Let's go over some of the numbers first. Rotten Tomatoes, currently, it's sitting at a 78%. Uh what, like a high C plus on the Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Oh. For whatever that's worth. This movie has made uh so far in 10 days release as of March 19th, 110 million domestically, worldwide total, 259 million and some change on a 185 million production budget. Hmm. So not bad. Uh runtime, two hours. Uh and uh it did pretty good opening weekend. The problem is the what's going on this year is every week is a giant movie coming out. And usually this didn't start until summer. And now it just starts in March.
1: Oh shit. It's, it's pig. It's sandwiched between Logan and and fucking beauty and the beast. Yeah. And Beauty. so Logan, it's getting swallowed up.
0: Yes. Logan uh, did good for the week it had. And then this movie comes out once beauty, the beast, is out. Nobody's going to give a shit about any other movie. This movie is going to destroy everything. And it's only March. It may sit records that no one's ever seen before for movie. Yeah, month. definitely. Which is pretty crazy. Is,
1: is the, the amount of little girls at my theater, was, it was insane. I've I've never been around that many little girls.
0: I mean, every general, like. Didn't you go to a Justin Bieber concert?
1: <laughs> oh, it's true.
0: <laughs> Was it worse? I, I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That's a really big detail. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Nothing can stand up to screaming girls at a Bieber concert. Maybe yeah. Beauty and the Beast, a story about uh, a sec- bestiality and uh, woman abuse and uh, keeping a woman a slave. Uh, it's wholesome stuff for the family. Absolutely. <laughs> Man that movie's going to kill but that's not why we're here to talk about we're here to talk about Kong Skull Island from uh what uh, who made this
1: Legendary Legendary, yeah, legendary, legendary. I it's, think in collaboration with no, it wasn't Warner Brothers was it
0: They they got to be it, they got to be in collaboration with uh, someone and it is Legendary with Warner Brothers yep there Tencent Pictures and Warner Brothers directed by uh Jordan Voight Roberts. Uh, but it's more won.
1: of a legendary. It is
0: definitely um, more of a legendary. Because
1: Godzilla is just strictly legendary with someone else. It's not Warner Brothers. It's not a Warner Brothers thing.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah, There it's the legendary universe. So sorry, continue.
0: No, and this guy has made uh one actual feature movie before this, The Kings of Summer. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't getting 185. Was a
2: super low budget movie. Yes,
0: I'm sure he did not have anywhere near 185 million. To work with. So that's always interesting when they go and tap a, a little guy who's not not used to big money. Uh but look, we have like Anthony's a big Godzilla fan, King Kong fan, Rugboy, Bilotti. you guys are big monster movie fans. Let's just start with our opening thoughts. And Anthony, you saw it the most recent, correct? Yes. Let's start with you. It. What'd you think overall?
1: Uh overall I liked it. Cast is a little too big some of the stuff needed just a little more time to like breathe. It felt like the movie was jumping from big scene to funny thing to big action scene. And there wasn't a lot of time to breathe, but anytime Kong was on the screen, I enjoyed seeing fucking him fight stuff. So yeah. overall I came out of the film with positive thoughts.
0: Right on. Uh, and Rugs. Excited, yeah. And
1: excited for,
0: for the future where it's going to go. go. Reverse, yeah. Rugs, your initial thoughts walking out of this movie? I think it, it I don't think it was a good movie, but
2: I did enjoy seeing Kong. So I went in and got my my money's worth with Kong. I felt like um was he as developed and well done as Peter Jackson's Kong? No. Yeah, I would agree no. But like there was way more pathos and way more emotion behind Peter Jackson's Kong. But they didn't do a terrible job either. They did like a serviceable It was it to establish a character for Godzilla to fight later and to do this crossover. It worked in that way. Was it a great movie? Were the the human characters? Was was the writing good? I don't know, (laughs) but it did. I did get my
0: money's worth. I went to see Kong fuck shit up,
2: and that's what I saw. Yeah,
0: they gave you Kong. Balotti. Well, what were your uh, opening thoughts?
3: Well, to preface this, I saw it in 3D RPX. And you Ooh, guys know what that is. I yeah. wanted to
0: see the RPX. Uh, what is the
3: RPX real quick? The RPX is basically, it's like these hydraulic chairs. And oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, like, so your your chairs move with the action. They'll spray water on you if it's raining. They'll blow air in your face if it is like, you know, whenever the helicopters were. were
0: there was flying, air being, really?
3: Yeah, they'll blow air at you. Oh, dude,
0: I got to check one of these out in RPX.
3: Yeah. It was. It, I have to say that the the movie going experience was more fun for me than the actual than movie. the actual
0: movie. Sure. Okay. okay.
3: Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I. I mean, if I if I had to rate the movie, I'd give it like a between a D and a C plus. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah.
0: That's about seventy eight percent Rotten Tomato score.
3: I also like initially
0: when I came out of the movie, uh, I just thought I thought it was just okay. I did love all the scenes like for, with Kong. I thought they did a great job. Uh, I like that they stayed on the Island, but man, were there a lot of people in this movie and like, you don't even need the whole setup. Cause then what happened was I came home and through nefarious means, I just watched the end. I skipped ahead like 25 minutes to when they get to the Island and from when they get to the Island to the end, uh, it's a pretty fun ride. Uh, it gave you what it wanted. It got a little bit repetitive in the end. And John C. Riley is the only, the only characters that, that kind of made me laugh. But I did, I did enjoy, I'd see a Peter Jackson's Kong, I found was a little boring. So this
1: was a little more exciting. Well, I want to hear, I want, I mean, inevitably people are going to compare this yes. to Peter Jackson's yes. Kong. So that's a good place to kind of start. start there. Peter Jackson's Kong. There was more heart, I think, in Peter Jackson's Kong. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Rugboy that Kong was a little bit, had a bit more personality. Actually, a lot more in my, in my opinion. I, the way to compare these movies, I, I read an article and I, I think it was pretty apt. Peter Jackson's Kong was so long because Peter Jackson was just putting everything into every scene. Yeah. At times it could be a little boring, so it needed a little trimming. Whereas this movie, as I alluded to in my review or my quick thoughts is just scene to scene to scene and needed a little bit of Peter Jackson's finesse.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of world building and just setting up pieces for things and then they would just move on. Like, everything uh, just needed a little more time, it seemed seem like. I mean, it felt like a kaiju movie,
2: like something yeah. that you would see from Toho. Definitely. It's not unlike what you would see in the 70s from Godzilla or Toho or any of these movies where things just move incredibly fast or, or they have very little explanation. The characters don't really have that as much depth as you, you think, and it's more centered around what's happening in the plot unfolding. So it, it's true to a kaiju movie, but I think what happens is when you have a great – like I loved King Kong, the Peter Jackson. Kong. Okay, is it is it is it almost an hour too long? Yes, it could have been two hours long and been, or even a little bit under two hours long and been a great movie. Because what he did with King Kong was he created this great character, this great interaction with the human element, and you really feel like he's this majestic thing that's you know beat up and and old and you know and and lonely.
0: Yeah. Um the victim he's this is like your the Kong victim.
2: You don't really life. get that kind of sympathy for Kong in this movie. Um in this movie you kind of just see Kong as a god that just kind of walks around and like is kind of like uh you know disappointed in everything.
0: I but know? see I kind of I <laughs> kind of like that. So a couple of things I did like is I like that this is very an original Kind of reboot where this is only I'm counting US movies, it's only like the uh eighth Kong movie. You know I think is that I'm eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's two Japanese movies, I think, or three that are not in here. But right. starting from the nineteen thirty-three original Kong, this is only the eighth US Kong movie. Uh and I you know, where Peter Jackson. I was only like,
1: counting like six, but there, yeah,
0: there, you go. there it's King Kong, Son of Kong, King Kong versus Godzilla, King Kong escapes. And then King Kong 76, King Kong lives in 86, and then King Kong 2005. Now, I like what, kind of like what they did with Shin Godzilla is not redo the original storyline, which the original, you know, King Kong has always been... uh, He dies. Yeah, well, it's it's a guy who wants to film a movie, and then he realizes that he can make more money bringing this creature back and exploiting him, and Western capitalism... Kills King Kong every time he's a victim in this movie. I liked in this one, we get to go to King Kong's home, Skull Island. They stay on the island, and you see Kong as, like, a protector. He is a badass protector. He's never a victim. Uh, and just in the modeling where I read something where they modeled, you know, Peter Jackson Kong was actually more of a silverback gorilla, like, very, you know, authentic. I like how they made this a little more of a bipedal Kong where he stands up and walks around. And what little character moments they gave us, like where he was hurt and he, you know, he kind of saves the girl at the end. Yeah, I could use a little more of
3: that, but he was pretty fucking badass Kong in this, though. He was the best part. It was his movie and he fucking, he he was the big star. He was the best part for me. And it was, it was a,
0: it was like a really good B movie monster movie, you know, with like a lot of CGI.
1: Now, I I would go him being the best part. And uh, you, you mentioned John C. Riley, Yeah. He was the only character that I gave a fuck about in that entire film. Just w- amazing that cast.
0: Well, and uh, yeah, and what's also funny is like at the end of the movie we find out what happens to him as if like the whole movie was I'm like sorry. his he, his movie. Like he was the like we meet him halfway and then like what about what happened to the other fuckers? They didn't tell us. There's 12 other people
3: uh in this movie and uh Yeah. Could I say something controversial that no that probably nobody would agree with me on? Okay. Okay. Uh, 76 Kong is still my favorite and I'll tell you why it's, it's not because of the guy in suit it's because of Jeff Bridges character. Yeah. He's still my favorite character out of all those films. So when I was waiting for Tom Hiddleston to sort of, you know, represent that sort of, uh, eco, like the ecological, uh, common sense character. And he, he did nothing. There was yeah. nothing. He was, he had that one line that he was like, you're going to drop bombs on the island. You know, yeah. when they were talking about mapping it out right. and that, that was it. And I was like, okay, here comes the yes. speech." And then there was nothing. And I said, Jeff Bridges was fucking. He was in the building. Remember at the end of uh, 76, in the seventy six, he's in the trade center. He's screaming. He's cheering for Kong when, yeah. when Kong kills us. I was like, man, you, I guess Jeff Bridges is a real actor. He's an amazing actor. Yeah, yeah. They waste.
2: Holy totally. great actors. They waste. Oh, they, Brie mean,
3: Larson was. Oh
2: God, they totally wasted. Yeah, them. the best performance is was Brie Larson's tank top.
3: I think. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. I mean, no matter what. Yeah,
0: very clean. Never got very dirty. Clean. Never. No, there's ever. a lot to nitpick about this movie, but I want to talk about more stuff. What else? What else did you guys like? What
3: other positive
0: the, things? The, can the we say? Vietnam
3: setting. I will say the oh, Vietnam yeah. setting is yes. like my one of my favorite aspects, and uh, the directing. Um, I'm not super crazy about him as a director, but the colors, the cinematography. It was amazing. shot
0: beautifully. Shot oh, on location in was, Vietnam was... and Hawaii. Beautifully shot movie. You got the sense that they were there, and you know, and this it was, was on uneven. It was uneven because what happens is this is what happens. You have the,
2: the DP, the director of photography, he's he's framing these beautiful shots. And, you know, whoever is working on the CG, you know, they have great storyboards and they're really well composed and everything. But then when you're actually following action yeah. and storytelling with shot by shot, yeah. then it gets a little bit touchy. Like when you have these nice touches of things dropping into the frame or. Or you know, the, there's that zoom into the eye, all that stuff, those artsy things. Yeah, those are all really cool because you're storyboarded. But when they're just, I think whoever edited this movie didn't edit it great. I think who, it was shot well, but edited poorly.
1: Yeah. Let me throw in yeah. that, that I thought the the setting was the third positive that I saw. Hong John C. Riley and the setting. Yeah, they I, they filmed a ton of this in fucking Vietnam, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Vietnam's an awesome yeah. place to to film. Um, and I thought there was some cool. Touches of, you know, you, Pilati mentioned the cin- cinematography, but there's some cool, just little edits here or there, like the, the dragonfly flying in with the helicopters. That was a cool yeah, touch. Yeah. Like with, or little creative things, like when Kong is about to eat the guy and it cuts to a guy eating a sandwich or
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah.
1: Like, there's just a little creative yeah. things there. So there were like a little, like, the bobblehead. Remember the bobblehead? Bobble yeah. So, so there was some, weird there was some stuff that Jordan yeah. White Roberts threw in that, like, he has. Some creativity in in the way
3: he directs. Yeah. He's co- he's got confidence. I read a lot yeah. of a lot of uh, interviews with him, and he sounded a lot more confident going into this than Gareth Edwards was going into Godzilla.
1: Yeah, That's I mean, he, just- he also. Yeah, I, I read an I, I listened to an interview with him where he was the one, and maybe this is him just being you know playing it up, but he was the one that actually suggested the Vietnam nineteen seventy setting because I think they yeah. wanted to make this in like the 1900s or something like yeah that. it was
3: 1917 and he was like yeah. no let's do like apocalypse now it was right. so that yes yeah, so he, he definitely gets kudos so for
0: that. that is is very important i think that's such a smart move because i don't want to see another kong set in the 30s you can't really do kong set now but because it, it needs to be tied into history and like post vietnam is the perfect time to to bring these themes out it kind of it what the thing is it was so totally all over the place like at times it's like an anti-war movie and while like seeing uh, Tom Hiddleston with the gas mask and the green smoke like slice through these animals was cool at times I was like this is like I feel like I'm watching like a sci-fi movie with a big budget like the acting was almost television and it's probably the dialogue it was television quality sci-fi movie channel quality Well, you
1: you had that but you you also you had like John C. Riley being kind of goofy but then you you'd contrast that with like I forgot that the Hispanic character with the mustache, what that actor's name is, but he gets like flown away and chopped. Oh in
0: yeah, half. oh yeah, because like, like, what it's is with off. this
1: tone? Where, does, <laughs> yes. where are we going? Yes, here? like, well, am I supposed to be horrified or am I supposed to be laughing? Are you supposed to be laugh exactly. It didn't. We're, it didn't really know. Like it, it was a little uneven. It didn't Not know what front front. kind of movie it wanted to be.
0: at Times.
2: Yeah. Well, the question I that I beg to ask, and he says I have Blatty here and and all of you guys here, is that you had Godzilla, the 2014 version. That was a long movie. It was very long. It, it hid Godzilla. Um, is Did you prefer this movie to Godzilla? Or how do you feel? How does it compare?
3: You know what? I was I actually thought about that. Because this movie gives you Kong from the, like, right, the first five minutes of the film. And there's a lot of Kong in it. And Godzilla didn't have a lot of scenes in his movie. And I think somewhere in the middle of that. I think if you have some of those a really interesting characters from King Kong. Yeah. In the Godzilla movie, I think you wouldn't even notice that Godzilla was gone half the time. You know? Yeah. I, I I didn't mind. I didn't, because even in the original Godzilla movies, there were other Godzilla movies where he wasn't in the movie a lot, but there was so much compelling character stuff going on, they didn't fucking give a shit. So Godzilla, just, I mean, that, uh, what's his name? Aaron Taylor Johnson, he was horrible. Yeah. He did not, right. it should have been Brian Cranston. We all know this. If he carried that movie, I think it would have be been much better. And you wouldn't even notice the lack of Godzilla. Honestly, I was getting a little sick of. There was like too much Kong in this movie. I was like, "Here he is. He's coming out of the smoke again to talk to the girl." <laughs> that, but it looks so him. cool, though. Yeah, it, it, it was cool.
1: It was cool. I would, I would, I would agree with Pilati that somewhere in the middle, I would say that this movie is like, if this movie's on, it's a lot more rewatchable from start to finish. Whereas if Godzilla's on, you're just fast forwarding to the end.
3: Pretty much exactly.
1: You're literally. That's all you care about is the fucking end. But. I did. I do agree that there was a couple like seeing Kong in the river when that with uh, where uh, forgot what the fuck's that actor's name, Toby Toby Kevlar's bloody nose. Like, okay, you just saw Kong in the river, all right, cool. Oh, yeah, he's lots of that seems unnecessary. He's just walking through the the river. Like, there was just a lot, so much fucking Kong. So, I think (laughs) somewhere in the middle, because I was, I was also with Bilotti, where I'm like, all right, we're seeing Lot ah, of Kong, like he's getting a little too demystified now. It's like just Kong jerking it off. It is right. <laughs> it's him like picking, he's picking his teeth and like, like, like even the scene where Kong's like just hunting uh, Skull Crawlers. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a little like he he's he fights two and he just roars and then they cut something else and it's like, all right, that's like it's just Kong porn. What are we doing? Like,
0: <laughs> where, where are we, where are we but going? That, see, so to me, these two movies are like they're different beasts. Like I appreciated the Godzilla for a kind of a realistic approach to that problem. But I like, this is just like a fun popcorn flick. Like everything I was missing from that, they gave you this, Uh, but again, I agree with you guys. They got to combine these, like these, there were so many characters that they could have had half as many characters and you combine character traits. Everyone was just like, he's the science guy. He's the funny guy. He's the military guy. He's got one thing. They all had one. There was so one note, So if they combined, if they split it down half the characters and combined the character traits into these characters, the characters would have been way more interesting. Like this could have close to been a a much better movie. And it's purely because of uh, the, the lack of, uh, of
1: dimensional characters. Well, I I would point to, I'm sorry. I I would point to um, that one scene where the guy is making that sacrifice and toward, toward and walking with the grenades toward the skull crawler. Oh yeah. You see the black guy, like, trying to stop him yeah and like crying about it yeah like that scene sort of could have been a lot more powerful if i got to know any of those two guys i didn't i didn't know no, there was two
0: they were guys. kind of generic but then that scene was hilarious because he's doing this big sacrifice and then the thing just flicks him off to the side he blows up completely useless death
2: where would you have put the scene like this is the thing you have all these guys there that are cannon fodder obviously that's why we have so many characters because we need a lot of people to get killed so things could happen you know what i mean right but uh, what? How do you? How would you organically include those character moments in that story? Like I think that they rush, they rush you at, uh, all over the place, and to get to this island where Kong is, and then they're all lost and they're all detached from each other. So it's really weird that you don't have time to, to
3: establish a relationship well, between these characters.
0: Well, but there's too many. They didn't need yeah. that many. You could have established it had there been less characters.
3: Yeah. All these storylines, like they, they, sh- yeah. half of those, first of all, half of those people should have been dead when they crashed in a helicopter. And- well, yeah,
0: nobody was hurt at all. Nobody from was hurt. Serious <laughs> helicopter crashes. Like, this was no little helicopter.
3: They could have cut all those, they could have cut half of those storylines out. They could have gotten rid of Samuel Jackson's character, Toby Kebble's character, and okay, just focused well- on, you know, a much smaller cast.
0: So let's talk about Sam Jackson for a second.
3: Is this, he's
0: playing like a caricature of himself. How has we gotten this far where Sam Jackson just can't even be a real character anymore?
1: I, I you know what I needed from Sam Jackson's character besides Sam Jackson in the role, which is, I don't, I didn't need his ass in the fucking role because I can never take him seriously. <laughs> yeah. anymore. But I needed that character. Like he was kind of that warmonger guy that kind of was looking for a fight. Yeah. And like, but I needed him to even be a little crazier. I needed him to be like um, fucking Dolph Lundgren from uh, what the fuck? Universal Soldier <laughs> when he, when he's fucking collecting ears. Like yeah. I needed him to be that fucking edgy. Like the guy that's like going out in Vietnam and like just fucking pillaging villages yeah. and killing them. Yeah. I would have
2: liked to have seen maybe a little bit before they got on the right. boat. Of him being a fuck-on crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. buy
0: it. I was like, he kind of wants to kill Kong for no reason. I mean, I get it. I, he didn't, took, buy it. You I killed, didn't buy it. I didn't buy it at all. I was like, ah, he killed your guys, but you're really not selling it, uh, Jackson, because you're just standing. I liked when they locked eyes. It became like a weird, a different movie. Uh, it was a lot of different movies in one.
1: Well, also, the, the way there was just so much going on that actually, if you think about Sam Jackson's character at the end of the film wanting to kill Kong. Yeah. He actually is kind of right. He hasn't he hasn't seen Kong do anything cool. He doesn't he has no idea that Kong is the protector of this island. All the only thing he's seen is Kong kill his people. So at the end of it yeah. I'm like how are you going to convince this guy not to do this? Cuz he has no reason to believe anybody else than what he's
0: seen. And they tried and then he got smushed. The deaths were hilarious. Though like Toby Kebbell for like half the movie they're looking for him and you're like are they going to get him? And then just just unceremoniously killed. All the scientists killed. John Goodman just eaten. Like, that made me laugh. Every time a main character died, I was fucking chuckling. Just, I probably wasn't supposed
3: to, but. I actually just forgot John Goodman was in the movie until you said yeah, his name. Yeah, right? He's barely in the movie. I, he was sleeping through his lines. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It was That was a weird, weird delivery.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Toby Kebble thing, like, him being on his own and, like. What's the point of all the, that? This letter. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to, like, feel for him, but, like, it's so – he's, like, an extra character. Like, why, why am I feeling for Toby Kebble's character? He's way, alone talking about this letter.
0: Way too many people. Sam Jackson actually says a line that he has also said in Jurassic Park when he says, hold on to your butts. Uh, I mean, I don't... like. <laughs>
2: there could have been, like, so many cool dynamics yes. that was going on there. Like, first of all, you have this hot chick with all of these dudes – it'd be nice to see like two guys trying to vie for her attention and like, kind of like insult each other or whatever. That could have
0: been fun. That could have been fun.
2: Yeah. Her getting pissed off. And like, you know, they don't have any, any, no human element there that you're like, Oh, this is like real situation. But in this thing, they're like, they're just acting like whatever they wrote to get the plot to move forward. Although
0: I did like that. There wasn't like a forced love interest and there wasn't that whole, he does save like a girl, but it's, I liked how they handled it in this movie. Cause it was just brief and he was just trying to be good. Cause he saw them.
1: Well, they, they made her, they made her a little bit stronger of a character. Yeah. In terms yeah. Of, like she goes out, she's the one that shoots the flare at the yep. fucking smoke caller, yep. Like she's not the damsel in distress, but there's there, there
3: just more to be mined. There was more yeah. to do. Wasn't a flare yeah. bit stolen from a uh, Pacific rim? Didn't the uh, Australians do that in Pacific rim? They shot yeah. the guy the eye. Yeah. It's the first thing I thought of was, like, are they really stealing a movie? There's a lot. Now? Look,
0: uh, there's a lot of homage. I mean, like, they, you know, clear. Homage?
3: Op- I want to
1: go homage. Apocalypse no, Now. No, <laughs> no one's making an homage oh. at this point to Pacific Rim, everyone.
0: Relax. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, the homage <laughs> goes to Apocalypse Now because it was straight up Apocalypse Now style yeah, shit they when they get to the island.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, which I, you know, I thought that was cool. The, the color, again, it was shot great. The colors and the, the, uh, of the different scenes. I, uh, I liked him using the the uh, the chains and the the boat parts at the end as a weapon. But then, even that last fight scene got really repetitive for me. The fucking big one kept coming back. I'm like, oh, he's still here. He's st-. it was a little bit repetitive, but well, that's the thing. It's like uh, they had too many skull crawlers. What'd you a guys variety. think? What'd you guys think of the design of the the bipedal? I thought it was a little bit weird at first, like how the, you know, like in terms of balance and he's got the tail to balance, but I was wondering why they chose that weird two legged design.
3: I have, um, I think they were in the original 33 Kong film. Yeah. In a scene that was cut out rugs. Are you familiar? Oh, really? Yeah. It's something kind of like a snake with, with arms. Yeah, there was a scene that they that there you could it's been popping up on Facebook of him like climbing up like uh, like a like a mountain wall or something towards the actors. So they got their inspiration from the original Ah. film.
1: I found the skull crawlers to be a little weird. That design, that design really. Every time I saw it, I was like, "That's fucking strange." But the skull crawlers were different and uh i mean an interesting foe for kong i i I more wanted to comment on kong's fighting style i did like the creativity yeah and using like you had mentioned the chains and the anchor and fucking the tree which we got spoiled in trailers i know the
0: trailers did show everything but i loved him
1: throwing trees at the copters and that that's stuff that you can do with kong and it it works because kong's an ape yeah and apes are smart like if i hate when i see that shit like that Goofy shit in Godzilla films, like that stuff for me never works with Godzilla because it's a fucking tall lizard. It's not right. going to pick up thing. things like right. that and do oh, that. Shit. I see. I liked Godzilla's fighting style for that film, and I liked Kong's fighting style in this uh, in this one.
3: Yeah, that and I got to agree. I, I I agree with that.
1: That tree think, bit
0: was like a big moment in the last battle and it was in the goddamn trailers. I was kinda of disappointed. I never saw it, there, so I, I, I was, enjoyed it. I wish there was more at the end. That's that was the it ended weird. That battle ended weird for me. I kind of wish there was more, but I was like, oh, this is it. And I kinda wish the big skull crawler looked a little bit more different than the little one. Exactly. Yeah. There's not
2: enough variety. Yeah. Uh the thing is, it's like if you're gonna have like a, a big bad, it can't be exactly the same, just a bigger version of the other thing. Right. That we just saw, because then yeah. it gets repetitive. Like, um, I thought there was gonna be some kind, some kind of flying thing he was gonna fight. That would have been interesting. Oh well, there
0: was those little, the little birds, but that was it.
2: Um, but that, yeah. And you, you know, you saw other stuff. There was a bunch of different creatures on the island, which was cool. It was like that big wooden bug thing that was cool. That was cool.
0: Yeah, I like the big spider. I like seeing. I even in that scene where Toby Kebble's watching him, and you do see him vulnerable. He's cut. He's drinking water, and then he's like. Oh, uh, giant octopus. And then he just, I love I love that because then he just eats them like fucking calamar. Some good calamar, marinara. Uh, yeah. Kong just slips The,
1: the up insect the, stuff I liked. Yeah. But you inevitably compare that to the insect scene in King Kong, Peter Jackson. Oh. Like, ah, this doesn't hold a candle to that fucking scene. No, nah, no
2: way. No. Night like, and day. It's Night
1: like, day. so. it's cool. You got some
2: cool insects, but it's not the same. See, I think what they're doing is the, maybe it's a conscious thing that they don't want to make a big threatening monster that Kong has to beat up because then it's going to take away from Godzilla being the bet that battle that they're going to have. So you always want to keep, you know, you want to bury the lead. You don't want to like blow your load on a great big monster. That looks like it actually could take on Godzilla and win.
1: Yeah. I think they could have gotten away with that because Kong, they could have done something like that. I think because in this one, Kong is still a teen. So he's only like a hundred feet tall. So if you have a, a big bad, that's like 120 feet tall. Like that's still not going to compare to when he grows up and fights Godzilla. Who's like three, three hundred fifty.
2: I don't think it should be something that's like Godzilla, though, like like right, a, right. like a bipedal thing with a tail. Sure. I think it should be some kind of different thing that would be interesting for him to fight. I don't know. There's a different, you know, something different. They should have just changed the look of the skull crawler. Really?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I like that. Like what you just said, Anthony. I like that they addressed Because we were all like, wait, how big is Kong? Is he going to get bigger? He doesn't look big as Godzilla. I like that they have dressed that and and are are building things for the future. He's still growing. It's 1973. So maybe. I actually think
1: that that first scene when you see uh, John C. Riley's Yeah, when they crash land, when they're younger. I think that Kong that you see is actually Kong's parents.
0: Oh, yeah. Because we saw. And you saw their their skeletons. And he's gigantic. Like, he's huge. Yeah. Well, you saw the the parents' uh, skeletons and how big they were.
1: Right. Whoa! Because because John C. Riley's character is like, yeah, like he he's the only one left, I, and he like he's telling the story about how the Skull Crawlers killed his parents. So obviously he's seen all of that. So yeah. I think that's the parents that you see in the beginning or one like his dad, oh, his, his mom. dad because he was huge.
0: I did. I loved. Uh, I loved the 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 tribe there and the the reveal of the drawings. Uh, you know, on the on the stones that, as the camera panned and the the drawing kind of clicked into place and and came together. Like all that shit was great.
3: That was probably like the nicest tribe in any Kong film. Did you Did you guys notice that? <laughs> they were like, so wow. They were so friendly and smiling. And
1: I, I was wondering why there wasn't any blackface. That's just what I was. Is
3: for. that what was in thirty three? I don't.
1: Remember, I don't. I don't remember if they had blackface actually.
3: <laughs> no, that was no. In King Kong vs. Godzilla, they put the Japanese actors in like blackface makeup. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, this,
1: this tribe was it's so fucking peaceful
3: they're great i love i want to hang i I would i'd fucking love to like live on an island with them i'd be so peaceful no stress no anxiety be great
2: i'm surprised (laughs) that jesse riley didn't get any get laid the whole time he was there i know he should have like little kids walking around yeah Yeah. instead
0: of like little half-breeding kids walking around yeah they guess they don't want they don't want to mix with him do you guys think (laughs) this is a good uh a good way for to kind of reinvigorate monster movies for this generation I think that that since this is so like digestible,
4: yeah,
2: like it really is. It's a nothing movie. I mean, it really isn't like heavy or anybody could sit through this shit, even if they might be bored or whatever. So I think, yes, I mean, if people can go and enjoy themselves and enjoy the movie and have like a good time, like kind of like a popcorn film. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Is it going to really stand the test of time? Like, is it going to be considered a classic? I don't know.
0: Well, what I liked about Uh, this in in terms of this franchise they're setting up, what I liked about this is some stuff uh, Warner Brothers DC can, can learn from this movie. And that's one is this is it's kind of a standalone movie, you know, and they didn't shoot for like a billion dollar return for like the biggest best Kong movie they wanted to make a good Kong movie and put some world building in there and keep it, you know, digestible. And I think they did that. You know, they, it got good reviews coming out and it's a standalone. So you don't really need to watch Godzilla to, to appreciate this. But if you have, you will be rewarded by the post credit scene and the little, you know, the fact that Goodman is part of Monarch and you get to see, uh, you know, this hollow earth theory and where all these monsters are, are actually, they could be living underground in the planet this whole time, and nobody would have known it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a, they did bring that up. I would say this film agree with rugs very easily digestible. There, there's like the like the subtlest of undertones of like man versus nature and you don't fuck with nature yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, but it's so fucking subtle, and they don't they don't like it. Like I don't even think they the movie makers even care about it. So no one's gonna be like, oh man, like coming out of this like oh man this. Movie, we had a real strong message about fucking nature. So it's right. it's like you said, a nothing movie. So it, in that sense, I think the mainstream will will like it, yeah, and we'll will accept it. But I don't know if the mainstream was actually clamoring for a Kong film.
0: No, either. that's why they kind of you know they got to take their time and and you know make it. This but Godzilla's way.
1: way made way more money in the, its first ten days or yeah. weeks than yeah. God than Kong has. It's I think like Godzilla's made like seventy million more already. <laughs> In this, in the same amount of time, time frame, I
0: feel like there was bigger buzz for that than there, there was way was bigger buzz for this. But this, if someone like just walks in, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. It's a fun popcorn flick. But you're right, it is. It's. I think once it gets on cable,
2: yeah, it's gonna kind of get a new life. And then when the, yeah. I think the same thing about Pacific Rim when it came out, like nobody even knew what the fuck Pacific Rim was right. going to be. It's called Pacific Rim. It doesn't. It's like not robots versus monsters. It's like like Aww. it's not labeled in a way that it's obvious what it is. So a lot of people watch Pacific Rim for the first time on cable, and then that's where that groundswell of people having interest in it um,
3: came from. You know what's going to be cool though? Do you remember, Rugs, We talked about this, and uh, you know, we had Channel Eleven over here, and they used to play like the Creature Features on Saturdays, and that was like our first experience with Godzilla. Like some kid now is going to watch Pacific Rim or Kong Skull Island on yeah. like a Saturday, yeah, and that's going to like he's going to go into adulthood with the same sort of nostalgia that we have now for, like, when he was a kid, which is, you know... I mean, for us, because we're older, like, we've seen so much shit, and it's like, they'll never hold a candle to, like, the classics from the 50s and 60s. It's like, that's fine. I don't care. But for some little kid, this is going to be, like... Absolutely, world. Uh, and I and think, great.
0: yeah, it succeeds in that sense as a monster movie
1: to to get kids, uh, you know, into it. It's easily... It's very rewatchable. It's you could, you, could, it's a movie... It's literally, like, if... If I flipped the channel and it was on. I probably wouldn't turn. It Honestly,
0: off. you don't You could just. I. Uh, you just start watching when they get to the island. Fuck all that shit at the beginning. It totally doesn't matter. This is how I watch Titanic. I just. I forward to where the fucking
1: boat hits the iceberg. No, and you the don't. movie's forward to the fucking nudie scene and Nancy
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you Drop me like one of yoga. your French girls <laughs> yeah. that's what you don't, don't
1: fucking bullshit us I him, right? pause. Uh, it's, it's always paused on that that, that right, and
0: start, fucking
1: the, uh, Leo's hand hitting the fucking foggy window that's what you fucking watch all you the know, time there
0: was plenty of room for him on that door she was on at the end she was just a bitch and didn't want to share her floaty thing I was like you could have <laughs> pulled him out of the water there was tons of room next to you what are you doing she was like nah I'm gonna go so I can tell the story women. <laughs> Typical. What do you think of
3: the yeah. most credits scene? Ah, yeah.
0: let's get into that. I thought that was pretty cool. I was excited to see you saw uh, cave drawings of uh, Ghidorah, is it, right? Yeah. And I like how the first one I'm going to answer I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And you, saw, you saw Mothra and you saw Rodan and you saw the Godzilla.
1: You, go. you saw like will... a few
2: drawings of Ghidorah and Godzilla. Yeah,
3: I will say like like the little boy in me did get excited and like, holy shit, like this is happening. But I remain cautiously optimistic about the whole monster verse in general. You know, we'll see, we'll see if they can pull it off. I don't know. I just, I don't I just, I still think part three should have been Godzilla, King Kong, Rodan and Mothra fighting King Ghidorah. I think that's what part three should have been. I don't know why they're saving that for the third film. It's kind of stupid to me, but whatever. I'm sure they have a whole plan and I uh, work out. I
1: was excited. I I mean, I I definitely, the cave drawings were, were a nice little touch. Most of my theater wasn't even in.
3: Yeah. Everyone, everyone, I I don't, I
1: don't know if a lot of fucking fans that watch Kong are going to know that stick around for this.
3: Yeah, a lot of people left our theater too. I was like, No, 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 no. I read it on the internet. I saw it already actually. Everybody don't get up.
1: You're like that crazy bum on the side of the street that just was like (laughs) rambling and trying to get people's attention and no one's fucking listening. Dude,
0: we had in, in our theater, the Usher, they came in and then they were they had to tell people, they're like, Oh wait, there's another thing and most people didn't give a fuck and they left. And like there was only a few people. Even after the Usher was like, There's still a thing at the end. I, I was something? excited.
1: Oh, it's uh, let me just finish real quick. Oh, sure, I sure. I, uh, I was excited uh, seeing all that stuff. I am. I know that all the four of these monsters are showing up in the second Godzilla film. Oh, they are. They are. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I'm a little worried about it because I, I feel like they're rushing all of this stuff into uh, like, I feel like all these like Mothra, Rodan and, and King Ghidorah. Yeah. Like in my opinion, I mean, are, super, like, are they going to have, a, like, a four-way fight? Is it going to be, like, Ghidorah at a three-headed monster? Like, I don't want to see Mothra being a bad guy or anything. Like,
3: I think they're all going to team up. I, think I that, hope that's
1: what they're doing, but then, I, but I think that film is more epic than a Godzilla King Kong crossover.
3: See, what I that's think... That's what I'm saying. That's what I keep saying. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rogues.
2: What I think is going to happen is that uh, Ghidorah's going to show up, Godzilla will arise to fucking fuck shit up and try and... But he's going to get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're going to kind of like uh, you know figure out these other monsters and get them out get them out of the earth and the they'll team up the triple team
1: did you guys interpret that scene as that's the same godzilla and that's been around forever and that they've been just just been fighting he's been fighting Ghidra for centuries or is that like a different godzilla like there's been other godzillas in the past i think i read, I read something ones. online yeah i read something online that it was like there might be other Godzilla's.
3: That's why I took it too.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think it would be one, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, I I, li- I don't like when it's multiple Godzilla. I like that it. it's just been one.
0: I assumed it was the same Godzilla.
1: And he's just been there forever underground
3: in the earth. Yeah, but wasn't in, in the Godzilla the first Godzilla movie? Wasn't? Didn't they see like a giant Godzilla skeleton? That uh, what's his name? Surizala? weren't they in the Philippines looking at some giant Godzilla skeleton a, I thought
1: it was a. Um, I, I interpreted. I thought that was a Muto skeleton
3: was it a muto i showed you how much i watched that movie I, well for i like some how, reason i like how they tied that
0: in too because the guy actually said uh was it massive underground terrestrial, massive unidentified,
1: unidentified, unidentified terrestrial organism, organism.
0: Yeah. yeah so i like i like the little touches uh to that and i i mean i like that they kind of explained where these things could have been hiding you know uh this whole time and this it
3: felt like they were trying to explain a lot of things that godzilla didn't answer yeah yeah and that you then, know, you know what and,
1: and if you had no idea those two these two films were eventually crossing over yeah. you'd be like what yeah, yeah. you know well and,
0: and they sacrificed that's the problem is they did the world building and sacrificed like character development for the world building I'll just explain things and they didn't really have to they could no. have
3: just built up the characters with just little hints here and there like they kind of do in some of the marvel films and it would have been fine
1: rugs what did was- you think of the cave drawings
3: Well, I mean, I
2: was actually a little bit bummed out that they were all cave drawings. I would have liked to see a a variety of maybe a cave drawing here, maybe like a a weird aerial photograph here or Uh, something because they had that. um, They had just turned on the satellites and they're getting all these new shots of shit. Yeah. So it'd be a good way to do it. But they're all like was like all cave paintings. Uh, The art styles varied a little bit, which is cool. But um, I don't know. I'm into it. I, I mean, I think uh, American Godzilla is good. I think it's good that we have it. I good that there's a counterpoint to, you know, what's going to come out of the East. Your favorite Shin Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm hoping that the CG cartoon Godzilla is the best one out of them all. Because it probably will it probably will be, honestly. I'm hoping. But uh, the only thing is no cities for Godzilla to trash.
3: Well, they oh. could be, va- but they could be vacant cities. Yeah. Could be. You know, I don't, I don't know. Who
1: knows what the hell? I am most excited through. to see how American designers interpret King Ghidorah, Mothra and Rodan. Like yeah. Mothra is going to be pretty easy, but like how do you make Rodan cool? How do you make King Ghidorah and King Ghidorah look not oh, like I, a fucking sock puppet? You
3: you can do I, him good. You I, I can, can do it. him really good. Yeah, yeah I know they, they I know they
0: Yeah. So Rodan looks like a uh he he look what does he look like?
1: He's a giant pterodactyl. Oh, he's yeah, a pterodactyl.
3: Pteranodon. Yeah. Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Oh, Oh, he can fly. So him and Mothra are flyers. You know what's funny, though, about all this? And I've said it on uh, the other podcast that we did. But to throw all these monsters, like these new monsters in one movie, like when Toho did this, this was the original Avengers. So Mothra had her own movie. Rodan had his own movie. And Godzilla, obviously. So when they teamed them all up, it was like a big event. But this movie, it's like you're kind of shortchanging these iconic characters just to shoehorn them into a movie. When the set, like I keep saying, the second movie shouldn't have all this shit going on, and then the third movie is kind of like, I don't know, it seems kind of underwhelming compared to what they're putting into the sequel. Well,
2: the thing is, it's you're gonna get the same thing you did in the first movie, where it's gonna be Godzilla's gonna not gonna have any screen time. And you're spending all this other time establishing these other three on monsters. Villains,
0: yeah, I yeah. I hope they yeah. take their time, but it sounds like they, uh, you guys are saying it, they're already rushing things. I didn't know that they were gonna be. I think we did go over that they're gonna be in the next Godzilla movie. And then, of course, the uh, the joke has already started where King Kong versus Godzilla, and they're fighting, and Kong says, you have to save Mothra. And Godzilla goes, why'd you say that name? <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those memes. That's already a lot got of those memes. Yeah.
3: Uh, I, actually, I actually turned off all my notifications from all the Godzilla <laughs> groups i in because... Yeah. But after Khan came out, I was getting all these messages, you know, all these notifications on my Facebook. And, oh, so-and-so posted in this group. And I look, I'm like, what the hell is this? And I'm just like off, off, notification off. off. Like, I went through like 16 pages and just turned them all off. I just like, I don't even want to, I don't want, I don't even care. I don't care.
1: Does this movie make you guys, Imran, don't answer first? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Imran. Don't
1: <laughs> yeah. answer first. I'm uh... to take a piss. Yeah. Does this movie make you guys, after seeing this Kong, and you've seen now what Godzilla is kind of like in 2014, does this make you excited for their eventual interaction? Because they're both—they're both like this, like protector sort of thing.
3: Yeah, you know, after seeing this movie and then seeing Godzilla, I'm kind of like they're sort of similar. And I don't know how that's going to work. How they're even—how they're even going to like match up against each other if they're both protectors and gods? I just didn't—they they built him up as like this truly benevolent. Being on the island, and then Godzilla is like a p- alpha predator, right? That's what they were saying. Gone. He well, he
1: he like he achieves balance, basically. Yeah, he's, like, balanced.
3: he's balanced. Yeah, and Kong would balance everything. Camera, you've
1: got Gamera, and you've got you've got camera, and you've got Kong being like Gandhi, just doing nice things for people.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> lifting a plane, like helicopters. Yeah, yeah the lifting the helicopter
1: over. off the. Fucking- oh my god!
0: That how, how did fucking Brie Larson's character think she was gonna move a, a fucking helicopter off that thing by herself? Did she oh, really think she was gonna move that fucking thing? Well, it's made out of CGI. It's easy to move anything, right? <laughs> I was like, "What Jesus are you? Christ. What are you doing? You really think?" And then, of course, he shows up and moves it.
3: Can we? What? Can we just talk about one thing that that really fucking annoyed me throughout the entire movie is the Asian character, the the Chinese actress that they put in because the, the Chinese the, co-producer the useless uh, Asian character yes. that didn't really do much that stayed clean throughout the whole movie. I mean, I have no. <laughs> uh, you guys know me. I have no problem with Asians in films. I want more of them, but. Give me like a Donnie Yen in this movie, like Donnie Yen, like totally fucking stole the show in Rogue One. You know, like yeah. put put people in these movies that have like a screen presence. Like she she had like four lines, and so you could tell she was there horn. to satisfy the producers. Yeah, just- they they could have had a million ways to put
2: diversity in this movie that would have been better than the way that they did it.
0: Uh, I mean, it just there was way too many fucking people yeah. in the goddamn. Movie. And I love R- Corey. real quick, yeah. real
1: quick. I want to just get what was Rug Boy? What do you think about eventual? Calling godzilla crossover with with these itinerations of the characters it, it, it,
2: it really is i mean look why they're going to fight i don't know like as you said they're both kind of benevolent or you know whatever uh ambivalent of uh of, of things they're not like they're to destroy the earth or anything like that why because yeah, you got fight. godzilla
1: even like avoiding to hit ships like going actively no, no. going under the water to not hit a ship yeah go ahead
2: hmm like they would have to be like coerced to fight, and for some reason. Um, oh, you know what would like, be
3: funny! Like Alien means- Kong Ver- No, like in King Kong vs. Godzilla, when he put Kong on the balloons and flew him on top of Godzilla and cut him loose, and he dropped on him.
1: <laughs> I
3: remember. I was. That's what I was thinking. They were. That's. That's
1: what I was thinking about. Like how they were going to make them con-
3: uh, have a conflict is like they yeah they just get Kong it. and just force a conflict, <laughs> force it and film it and put it on pay per view.
1: Because how's Kong going to
0: leave that spot?
3: He's not. Somebody, of, he
0: doesn't swim. Somebody, somebody would have to take him out there. I mean, I kind of feel like it'll be a thing where initially it's a misunderstanding and they battle. But then, just like Batman versus Superman, very quickly they become <laughs> friends. And they're like, oh, yeah. wait. We're on well, the that, same that's side. That's definitely
1: going to happen. But They're yeah. going to fight something at the end. I, I, honestly, this is just my pie in the sky theory. But I think they're going to fight somehow. I actually think aliens are going to be involved. Really? Have to, yeah, I think, they, think the, that there's some alien threat that they're going to need to unite to fight. And I think, I honestly... I wouldn't put it out of the question that they have aliens brainwash these two to fight each other. Oh, Jesus. Hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't wow. know why I'm thinking that way, but I, I, that's, I feel like cause they're both the same character. Why would they fight? That's a good question.
3: That's I monster zero yeah. shit right there.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I love- mean, they're already making mon- they're basically, they're making each the three headed monster in this next film.
3: So, might as well do fucking aliens in it. Right. at that point,
1: Right. Right. I mean, that that's the next
0: step. Well, wouldn't it be Godzilla and Kong versus Ghira and Rodan,
1: and maybe Mothra is on the other side with Godzilla and Kong? Yes, that's why this the second film is kind of scaring me. Ah, uh, mm, mm. like I know American audiences are probably going to be like King Kong Godzilla. Obviously, that's a huge fucking deal.
0: That would be yeah. That I mean, that, people would a, just go
1: see that with the name alone, dude. Right, but people in the in the kaiju know that the second film is actually much more epic. This this one they're coming uh, out with.
0: I see what you're saying.
1: I mean, iconic characters.
0: Yeah. Well, I,
1: maybe
2: they don't. If they shoot their load, like if they blow their load, like with, with all these monsters and kill them all off, then we got a problem. But if they don't all die in that movie, then there's a chance that uh, they can, you know, kind of work their way into the King Kong movie.
0: What happened to Godzilla at the end of 2014 again? He, he went, went to home. the ocean. He went, back, he went back. He went back into was. the ocean. Okay. okay. Yeah. He's like, fuck this. I'm out
2: of here. Wow. You guys are cool. He's
1: like All right, clean it up. <laughs> I'm going back to Skull Island. Like it's... every other superhero ever made, like you guys right, clean this up. shit up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of this? Uh, the guy who mocapped Kong, his name is Terry Notary. He is a stunt coordinator uh, and a movement coach. He's worked on a lot of movies. He's actually going to be. He's in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He was in Warcraft. He's in the Hobbit movies, and he's gonna be in War, and he's playing. It says here he's playing Cull Obsidian and Groot in Avengers: Infinity War. Geek Mooner. providing the mocap. So this is what he does. Dude. This is this is his thing. I thought he did. I thought I liked the the way he, he moved. Yeah, yeah, I thought course. he did a really good job. He played Rocket and Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. I mean, Kong was. Solid. Every time Kong was on screen, I, that was I could, not the problem. Yeah, that wasn't the problem at all. He was very soft. I liked I liked this version of Kong. I know and the, the, even the design, there's a, a picture on the internet where they put this side by side with uh, 1933 Kong. And yeah. Yeah. Heavily, heavily inspired by yeah, that. Yeah,
0: sure. absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, this could have been a less forgettable movie if you had given us more memorable characters. Like it would, that would have taken it up a whole notch.
1: Well, well real quick. Like Rugboy said, even though like there's forgettable characters and we all complain about it, that is in true kaiju style. Well,
0: yeah, that's the thing. That's like a B. That's like a monster movie. That's what you right. do in the monster movie. So they were sticking true to that. Also, yeah.
2: Sorry, Rug's cut you off for reason. No, saying? I was going to say like, okay, if you if you establish Mothra, Ghidorah, and Rodan in the next Godzilla movie, and they don't all die. Let's say Ghidra comes, uh, escapes, and flies away, and you know and you don't know where he goes. He's just disappeared. Um then the um last shot of the movie could be Ghidra landing on Skull Island ah. and then Godzilla follows him there and then um Kong's already there. Yeah and it will Ghidra like is there maybe Ghidra's like, hey let me take out this village over here. That and, and those are Kong's people. So then uh you know he doesn't know that Ghidra did that shit and then Godzilla shows up going hey where's that Ghidra I gotta kick his ass I'm tracking his ass <laughs> And then Kong's like, yeah, you must be the motherfucker who killed these people. And then they fight. And then Gidra shows up in the middle of the fight and they're like, oh, fuck, this is the thing.
1: I, can, I then... can imagine that with uh, the voices that they used in Godzilla versus Gigan when uh, Godzilla and uh, Anguirus are talking.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that shit? How Ge- did you forget it? Anguirus! Well, hey, <laughs> It'll
2: all be like pantomime. At like, um, be like, Pointing to him and like doing, doing something like, no,
0: not me. <laughs> See, do, do you guys want these movies to get, cause like Kong, it had a little bit of that cheese factor, like the kaiju movies. And it kind of worked moving forward. Do you guys want these movies to be more of a, a serious tone or, or keep some of that cheesy campy? Dream? As long as it's just King Kong doing it, it's okay. Yeah. Because he's a smarter, more,
2: more like us, you know, yeah. we, right? yeah. we're primates. So we r- relate to him doing these things and having this kind of view of things and really being aware of what's going on. So it's okay. If he's, we get, we get it through him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see. When, and when, they,
1: and, when, yeah, because apes can be fucking goofy and they did that. Yeah. And that's where they but chose. Yeah, it. When when Godzilla gets goofy, it, yeah. But when <laughs> Godzilla gets, gets goofy, it always fucking bug the shit out of me. Yeah. You can't.
0: <laughs> so speaking of what's next, Godzilla King of monsters, uh, scheduled to come out March, 2019. Uh, directed by Michael Doherty. They have a few cast members. Millie Bobby Brown, who played Eleven in Stranger Things, is in this movie. Kyle Chandler and Ken Watanabe. It's Dr. Shiro well, Sirizawa. He's, he's the
1: monarch guy. Ken rumored.
0: Watanabe. Yeah, rumored. And that's about all they have on this movie, which we're, we're going to have a full two years from this month <laughs> will be out. So taking the time.
1: Well, With those four kaiju, I don't see how there's going to be much time for any fucking right. Movie.
0: Maybe they should only have these four people in the cast because you're not <laughs> going to have any more time to oh, uh, flesh out any more characters. Tell you what,
1: does Can't this movie wait. make you guys excited for that? Yes, and no,
3: like I said, cautiously optimistic. Okay, they have to do it really, really. they have to do it right, like GMK. What? Remember how GMK sort of reset Godzilla and they brought Mothra, Baragon, and King Ghidorah in and they had to sort of reintroduce them right. and it was okay because you were sort of bank they were sort of banking on nostalgia of recognizing right. these characters so I think that's kind of what they're doing with these movies it's like well everyone knows Moth and Rodan so we'll just put them in there and give them a the little quirky character traits and then just throw them into the mix I'm
0: I'm excited for that for I just want to see what they're gonna do now they're gonna have all these monsters I'm pretty excited for Godzilla too.
3: But they if fucked we, up. You know, this is all because of Thomas Tull. You guys know that, right? Who? What? Thomas Tull, the guy that was behind Legendary until the Chinese company, ah. uh, I forgot the name of it, bought him out. And okay. they sort of like demoted him because they didn't like him. Okay. He he was the one, sort of like what Man of Steel was supposed to reset Superman. And then DC was like, no, we want to do a, a, a DC universe. So they shoehorned Batman into Dawn of Justice and it sort of fucked up their plans for Man of Steel 2. Sure. Well, they 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 weren't planning on using King Kong at all. But then you know, Thomas Tull came in, and he was sort of finagling the rights to King, King Kong because he really wanted to make this movie. So the Godzilla guys were like, well, we're going to do this sequel. And then Thomas Tull came in and was like, yeah, but after that, we're going to do King Kong. So now it's like we have this new King Kong movie setting him up as like a good guy. We have Godzilla that's already set up as a good guy, all yeah. because Thomas Tull wants to see a big-budget version of King Kong vs. Godzilla. So that's why this whole thing happened. So now they have to really... Wow. Like, that's why they set up that writer's You guys heard about the writer's room for this
0: movie, right? right? Yeah. Why do you need seven. a room of writers to fucking make this? It's because yeah, they, they didn't call up. me. They didn't call anybody. They
3: called, <laughs> called J. Michael Straczynski for some reason. So, what was but, it?
0: It was you posted it to our Facebook group. Uh, there's seven writers.
3: Yeah, they have it's a crazy. writer's room to figure out this movie. It's like seven writers have figured out how two mantras can beat each other up, but. Too I many think, cooks. I just did I, it! <laughs> But I think that's what I'm saying is that, like, I think they they weren't planning this, obviously. So now they're like, yeah, Thomas Toll came in. He was, he's kind of like a Don Simpson almost. He's like, we're going to make this movie, King Kong vs. Godzilla. The kids are going to love it. And he's probably high on Coke or something when he's pitching this. And then they're like, shit, we got to make this movie. How are we going to do it? So now they have all these fucking, you know, half a dozen writers in there trying to figure out how they're going to work it. Get more Coke now. (laughs) you're you're,
1: You're definitely, get more Coke. You're definitely right. Like, the Godzilla 2014. There was no hint of this at all. Like they were no, they weren't. Yeah. They weren't yeah. thinking about King Kong. Yeah, like King Kong. This movie, you can clearly see they're thinking about Godzilla throughout yeah. this entire film. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and good. I, I, I like it. I, though. Yeah, I no, like I, the. I like that. Godzilla versus King Kong is a one movie. Like we complain about reboots and remakes, is one movie that I'd actually like to see remade.
2: Well, the thing is with uh, the King Kong versus Godzilla, the original one. Yeah, it's, it's a cool movie, but King Kong just looks so ridiculous, and he's it really so needs stupid. to be redeemed. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, he, you know, he, that's the silliest version of King Kong I've ever seen. It's Wait, terrible. absolutely. Well, terrible. This is the 1962
0: Yeah, movie. yeah Have you 1960s. seen it, Imran? No. It's, terrible.
1: it's awful. Look, look, up, look up how he looks. and I'm, You I'm, might yeah. start like, he it's looks high as fuck. I'm,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that. It. It's oh, the worst gorilla suit
2: I've ever seen.
0: So <laughs> it's, like, oh, my <laughs> God. Is this with the goofy smile he has,
3: too? Yeah, yeah. It's he's, he's got his
1: mouth agape the entire time.
3: <laughs> oh. Em- Emron, Emron, yeah. when I when I drew this poster yeah. last year, yeah. and I had to find reference for King Kong, yeah. and I drew him in pencil and I said, "Man, this is a bad fucking drawing." And then I colored it. I said, "No, this isn't bad. This is what he looks like." It's really bad. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. It's, it's
4: yeah,
0: bad. This Kong looks So a bad. Scene. when
3: you're talking about rebooting,
2: you're yeah, like this deserves The it. mission is yeah. to just improve something like dramatically. And they—if you look at this Kong, it's that's a way humongous, four hundred times better step up from what we have in that movie. Yeah. But just right there, and the Godzilla design—you know, some people love it, some people don't like it. It's still pretty good. So those two things clashing—that's already going to be better visually.
0: Well, they only had about sixty years to get fucking. So we, we can that, that Toho
1: even made Kong look like they had a Kong from the 1930s that they could have copied. Yeah. And they decided to make him brown and and weird. And and, and there's a in the Godzilla design in that one's pretty solid. I don't know why Kong looks like that. In that
3: yeah. And they had a ton of money on I mean that movie had Yeah, a that was a huge, huge budget, right? Yeah. Yeah, for the horror, time, horror. I mean, it was just like, really guys, every and even um, everybody, everybody that's in the Godzilla fandom says the same thing. Okay, theme. so I'm what watching
0: uh it's Godzilla versus King Kong final fight and uh Godzilla that's is long being one. brought that's in a long fight by uh, a helicopter something?
1: No, Kong is,
0: right? Oh, Kong. I mean, Kong is.
1: Oh, then Kong, Kong's they got fight, his they tail. They fight twice. They, they have, like, an initial fight where Kong kind of runs away because he, he, he realizes that Godzilla has fire breath, and then they have their final battle with the Pagoda and the tree going down his mouth, and yeah. at one scene where they cut where it's just two toys hitting each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. These guys look like two guys in furry suits kind of trying to make it up, get it on. <laughs> at this
1: point it's, it, it's it's wacky as fuck
0: godzilla rolls away
1: uh wow i mean you it's Kong, 62 can Kong acquires lightning powers oh in yeah the midst of it. it's yeah. It, it, it's weird man it's wacky fucking it was movie. 1962 <laughs> but so that, that's the point you want to see this you, yeah. you want to see some, you want to oh. see godzilla the two most iconic characters with modern technology and what can we do with that? Uh, King Kong's so,
0: holding onto his tail and zapping up with electricity and swinging him around. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so a final thought on this is yes. that, um, well, Imran watches.
1: <laughs> so Imran, please don't please don't narrate it for us. We've seen it. <laughs> oh crap. This is awesome.
0: <laughs> he threw a tree out of nothing happened.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's like watching WWE. <laughs> it
0: is. It really is.
2: This is hilarious. I love it. So we learned
0: you can see that
2: Legendary kind of learned a little bit of something from the initial Godzilla movie that they made, where they're not trying to hide King Kong, they're not trying to do a little like dick tease to us while we're trying to watch this movie, and you know, spending times like zooming into people with their mouths open, you know, like they're trying, <laughs> they're not, they're not like trying to like milk it. They're just like let's let's give people what they want. They want to see monsters fuck shit up, yeah, and they've kind of. Gone to the other side, where like there' no character development, just action. So as, if they can find the balance between the two movies, yeah, this point forward, and maybe those two, maybe Godzilla, a little bit of Godzilla, or rub off on Kong, a little bit of Kong, or rub off on Godzilla, and we'll get like the perfect movie. So we'll see. I mean, there's cautiously optimistic. I mean, this movie should be making more money than than it has. But because of all the competition at the box office with Beauty and well, the Beast, well, listen, look, really let me let hold. me just
0: read you the box office estimates right for this weekend. and these numbers are go from crazy. So, number five, The Shack, six point one million dollars. Number four, Get Out, uh, that horror movie by Jordan Peele, thirteen point two million. Number three, Logan. million. Number two, Kong Skull Island, 28.9 million. And then number one, it says Beauty at the Beast, 170 million. Oh, shit. From number two is 28. Number five is six. Beauty at the Beast, 170 for the fucking weekend. Just the weekend.
1: Jesus. That's the thing of Beauty. Beauty at the Beast is really going to Fuck yeah kong. <laughs> it's gonna fuck and, i mean
0: fuck how, any of the, the hype for kong how, and how long will this movie have legs you gotta two wonder bestiality
2: movies yeah. one survive <laughs> <laughs> two movies about chicks in love with animals
3: yeah yeah but the thing is though is the audience for beauty and the Beast really gonna go see kong i mean uh, well well if there's,
0: there's something... more bestiality yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's that? less gay eric characters and more bestiality in kong you should be happy if fucking crybabies but yeah, they probably
3: they probably thought like, hey, you know, it's not going to affect our box office because those our fans are still going to come see it because they're not going to go see Beauty and the Beast.
0: You'd be surprised, though, I guess. How many people do want to see this movie?
3: Yeah. All well, the, the girly guys. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I secretly want to see
0: it. See?
3: Look, even- <laughs> I'm seeing oh, you even weekend. podcast. <laughs> I- I'm, go- I'm going next weekend because I love my fiance and I dragged her to the King Kong RPX show. There you go. <laughs> so this is my comeuppance. Are you going to see Beauty and the Beast RPX 3D? I told her that because we got free tickets. Um, What happened was when we saw the RPX, my friend kept saying that the the showing was blurry and he kept, he kept going to the projectionist booth and complaining. And they were like, no, no, you're crazy. And so he left, he actually left the theater. Wow. Wow. And the three of us went down and complained and they actually gave us tickets (laughs) tickets for another RPX.
1: So was it blurry? It was blurry.
3: It was a little blurry. It was, uh, as our friend said, it was ghosting. Like when the end credits came up, it was you know, trailing. The, like,
1: there was trails.
3: Yeah, there were trails, and and mm. we we. I mean, it was noticeable, and some stuff was like, you know, the characters were a little bit blurry, and no one to complain, but like like di- did it look
0: like digit like digital artifacting, kind of.
3: A little bit. It was hmm. definitely a little, yeah, a little Dude. bit of that. I just did, like I said, ghosting, blurriness. Oh, I would have left the theater immediately. I would have been like, fuck this. Because ba- how much are those
0: tickets blurry. that RPX shit is like the most expensive ticket? $30. In- just 30 Christ. I'm wrong.
3: Yeah. So we got free tickets. Wow. And I said, I said we should go see Fifty Shades Darker in RPX. <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah, there's somebody <laughs> blowing you into the
0: air. You're sitting on yeah. vibrators. <laughs> there's just vibrators installed on every seat. Yeah. That's what, that's <laughs> what, I, that's <laughs> what that is. Oh, shit. All right. Well, look, uh, do we want to grade it? I, you know, I think we've said what we feel, and I think people get... – I can throw a grade out. Let's do no. grades. Go around. Rug boy, give it a go. I would say B minus. Uh, I I was also leaning at B minus, C plus, uh, absolutely. Melody, you said uh, – C plus. C plus. Yes. Anthony. I'd give it
1: a C plus, yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm on the C plus train.
0: But when Kong's on, it's fun. And uh, like you said, Anthony, I agree. Like, if this is on, I will watch the action scenes over and over again because they're just fun. They're fun. Yeah,
2: it me. just it as a movie, it just doesn't work, but right. as a watching Kong fuck shit up, it's great.
0: And I think it works as a stepping stone in the franchise pretty well, also, because they're not yeah. trying to smush too many things, they're taking their time. Uh, I think it's better set up than BVS did for its Justice League. This thing handled it a little bit better in terms yeah. of it's kind of like the same thing. So
1: it did, and but uh, to maybe defend BVS Uh-oh. Kong is a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, very easy yeah. character. Not that BVS isn't. They have source material, and they could have easily not done what they did, but. You just gotta make the monster scenes good. Yep, and, and it's a good setup for a next movie.
0: Yeah, that's all. That's all you need, and that's exactly not it. rocket science. No, right. it's not. Don't overthink this shit. Just give the people what they. How would you want give the people the air? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, all shit. right. Before we peace out, I just want to shout out a couple of podcasts. You guys, uh, I'm a host on Trivia Geeks. I want you to check out a couple of the recent episodes. Uh, one because Rug Boy. Was a captain on a recent episode. That was a lot of fun. Oh my fun. god,
2: it was so embarrassing.
0: <laughs> you, uh, there's uh, queef questions. So you should listen just for the queef question. Rugboy, is that was
2: it- when I actually, like... Shot like started to shine.
1: That's the only thing he knew. Like, I, I like that Bellotti's back there counting his utensils. Are
0: you cooking? Did he start dinner? <laughs> What's going on? I don't know what
3: you guys are talking. About. You <laughs> guys make it shit up. He's like, I, I, let me sort got, these he's, forks he's and like, spoons. I got, I got eight
0: forks <laughs> and three spoons. How did this happen? I got to separate the good silverware from the
3: everyday silverware. I'm having, I'm having company later. I'm getting to find China ready.
0: He's, he's setting the table as we wind up.
1: So I'll
0: put...
3: Uh, I don't know
1: if the listener's been hearing like random noises, but just... It's fun for me to speculate on what's going on It over is. there. It's
0: theater, it's theater <laughs> of the mind. That's all. We're, we make it up in our imagination. <laughs> so, look, I'll embed the Rugboy YouTube video of the Trivia Geeks in the show notes. And then there's another great one uh, that Kate Amatazu and Patrick from See Here's the Thing came on. She's been on our show. Delightful people. They're so nice. And they're so cute together. But the best thing about them is... They can hang with the boys, cause like Patrick was making dildo jokes the whole time. Kate, if you heard our show, she's she can hang with us as dirty as we get. Like you wouldn't expect it from these really lovely people, which is why I love them. And you guys, they want us to come on their show in April, Anthony Rugboy. So we will uh, uh, one Thursday, we will go and hang out with them, okay, on their podcast. And then, and I'll put that one. They're they're just I love them. I love them so much, Kate and Patrick. You guys are awesome. They listen, so they're listening. Uh, I will put that show in the show notes next week. Guys will be our two year birthday. Oh, Hello. Hello. So I, we will do, uh, I don't know. We'll do some kind of special uh, two year birthday. Something. I have no idea what we're going to do. We're just going to flow with it. We're just going to roll a Candle
2: up your asshole.
0: I'm going to stick a candle and, <laughs> and then, and then rug boy has to blow it out. <laughs> okay.
1: So uh, I'll get a. I'll, I'll do a gerbil. Okay. You, the, the
0: old. Uh...
2: Hey, listen, you want to go with the gusto
0: to top us? Belani, where can the listener find you and all your cool stuff?
3: At my parents' house in Staten Island. <laughs>
0: Bring over some marinara. We're coming over for
3: marinara. And, and, uh, Please. Pasta. Oh, She puts so much garlic in it. You'll be shitting for a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> website. You can find me at Robo7.com. It's R-O-B-O, the number seven.com. And Facebook. Uh, what the hell is it again? Facebook, the Robo7, the art of John Bellotti Jr. and Instagram at Robo7. That's R-O-B-O-S-E-V-E-N. Hit him and
0: up. Hitting up on all that stuff, Lister. He's got amazing, beautiful artwork. Buy some prints. Buy some t-shirts. Support the independent creator. Rugboy, where can they find you? You can find me on uh, damn it,
2: Twitter? <laughs> at really Rugboy, where you can't see anything of mine. Nothing. All you have is my stupid thoughts. <laughs>
0: That's all, that's all we need uh, Go tell uh, Shove a hand up your slack hole listener And tell a friend about the show Spread the geekery, subscribe them Give them one of these jock and nerd. A little whisper, a little secret Grow the empire of stupidity Thank you so much for listening To the Jock and Nerd Podcast My name is Imran
1: My name is Anthony
0: He's the jock He's the nerd We'll catch you next time <laughs>